DJ. What? Oh, birds aren't real. Thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're here once again. What? Mike. God damn it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glorious. Thank you, Mike. Just mm-hmm. hand me your phone. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So, thank you very much. Um, we're back once again for D&D for the city of Oshwamp. Uh, I've lost my train of thought. Hi, uh, we're going to go around the table, introduce ourselves, and then pick up where we left off last keep after last, last keep. week after John tells us what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have no idea. We don't remember. Last keep what happened. <laughs> always, I'm Don, and tonight I'll be playing Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric Bone Boy. Bone Man? Mm-hmm. What, what do you want from him? Oh, I died. You smirked like you needed something. No. I'm Zonky Kong. <laughs> and as you can tell by the fact that there is one fewer person at the table, my plot to kill all the vampires in Oshwamp is well underway. <laughs> Better be careful, Felix. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Sure hope you're not a vampire, <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm the owner. <laughs> Looking at you, green man, taking out the competition. I see. Sorry, you don't. It's not your turn, Mister Never Smites. You don't talk yet. <laughs> I'm Paul. I play Felix. If I could smite, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Glenn. I play Vorks. I don't have anything clever to say. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I play Retora, and I'm, we're just sad. We're just real sad. Very sad. I am Lugrim, and I play Nesna. <laughs> What? Lou's okay. gonna be very upset. That I am Lugrim and I play Nesna. <laughs> uh, I'm John, I'm the dungeon master. I'll also be piloting sleeping Thariel this evening, so Chella's available. Oh, um, is gonna fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, last time uh, when we gathered together, um, we successfully removed uh, the, the headdress and whatever. Artifact that lay beneath from Sabrina's head through the power of friendship. Through the power of friendship of Vorst and Thariel, uh, Chela's getting her enemies to lovers satisfied here. I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Corin's dead. Shit sucks. We were in a tunnel. We went back, looted the the dead nightman, uh, found um, weird runes inside of his armor. Uh, the armor itself was sundered. The other nightman had not returned. We fucked with the crime scene to make sure that it looked like the fight was um, not close. Like, railed it. Like, these people sucked. We were so strong. Get away. Uh, then we heard a weird lumbering, groaning monster from the south moving in our direction because it's hungry and it smells blood. Uh, so we ran the fuck away, um, carrying each other and then utilizing... Uh, locate plants or animals from Retora to specifically locate Snowy Owl, of which there was one down here in the underground, um, having previously left her Al Juniper with Luna. Uh, found that it was roughly 1,200 feet away to the northeast. We went through the corridor that we had been looking at previously. We stopped because the wagon tracks ended. Don thought there was a horrible threshold or some kind of incredible fucking, like, floor <laughs> trap that I was going to snatch everybody with. It was fantastic. It was a great time. Why did we think about, like, thresholds being a trap? I don't yeah, know where nope, that would have nope. been. <laughs> no reason to. I mean, there was an obvious feeling in the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just um, checked. And then, uh, yeah, we continued through. 
Uh, slight incline. Notice that we went into a new terrain uh, formation with a slightly different topography, having had the inclination uh, on the, the corridor as we ascended upwards slightly. Came into now what looks more like limestone caverns of natural rock formations, flat walls, same clay surface on the soil, um, but different feel. Um, we went east, south, east, and then, yeah, we found people. Uh, they were hiding behind uh, some stalagmites, uh, trying to give the children some lunch and a reprieve from the long journey, as it's been a few hours, and we've had to make some, some turns and obstacles in the way. Uh, we brought back Oren's body, having the decapitated form over Vorst's arms, and the uh, head in a bag with Ethier once again. Um, Carolyn's upset because her husband's dead so you know sister grief really on point point. Um, and we ended with um, Thariel having previously lashed out against Sabrina faulting her for what she did saying that she was no longer uh, capable of keeping herself steady and that she kept her namesake Sabrina reiterating the phrase when Carolyn said that she was going to find whoever did this and killed it we did not directly oust sister Sabrina instead saying that what had done this is gone now uh, doing our best to subvert the direct truth. Um, so, I'm going to say that in the course of what we will be doing this evening, having now reconvened with the members of the guild, seemingly in a safe and stable position, uh, Thariel, distraught, would step over and effectively hide herself behind a wagon, pull her cloak over uh, her head. Uh, for the people with really good hearing, you'd hear her, like, quietly crying to herself and... Maybe, Living maybe, up to it, yeah, really. Maybe a little bit less uh, <laughs> distinct. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's very sad and distraught and gives the impression that, like, I'm broken inside and I need to be left alone for right now. Uh, that's that plot hole solved. So she's over there crying. Please do not disturb sign hanging off of her. Just yeah. hanging, hanging off of the hat in her pocket. Hanging off the hat in her pocket. Uh, but yeah. Carolyn would sob for a few more moments, look at Corin's body after again having said, Mary Bell can't find out. Um, she would be kneeling here sobbing. All the other members of the guild would be uh, doing their absolute best to distract and keep the children occupied at this moment. Uh, they're, again, sat around in, not like a campfire position, but sat around in a, a semicircle towards the wall so the kids are looking at the wall the adults would be back against the wall looking out to be able to watch into the chamber itself uh, but yeah I mean there's there's people mingling about some of the adults are around walking around making sure that they are positioned at uh, strategic locations in this large cavernous room to keep eyes on any um, other pathways that are interconnected here Carolyn's crying on the ground and Corin's a corpse so have at it friends <laughs> I mean, you can add Retora to the crying women if you... Yeah, if you, sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> she runs over to the wagon. Scooch over! <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing it loud enough! They need to know we're hurting! <laughs> um, Carolyn. She is in the midst of tears. Yeah. <laughs> she is not going to just be like, hey, what's up? No, she is, no, I, uh, I Outright understand. sobbing hysterically. Softly, um, like, again, still trying to keep the reservation and the poise up because she knows there's children like 60 to 70 feet behind them. She's trying not to alarm anybody, but 
you know, for the other adults, they clearly look like they recognize and are looking in this direction, and uh, you would see specifically, like, the, the tiefling women, um, uh, or woman, Serenity and, uh, sorry, women, Kalari, um, actively trying to, like, play a game with the children to keep them intensely occupied. I would say that little Nina over there in the corner is fucking insane. She'd be looking over here, like, really, really distinctly, like, staring. <laughs> taking it uh, in. Yeah, taking it in. Uh, uh, the the scene that is unfolding, so, like, it would okay. be hard to discern whether or not she's looking at an individual. Like, she could you also would get the feeling that she is dark. staring realistically at Corin or Carolyn in particular. Okay. But... So yeah, you say Carolyn, and she's just sobbing. I am so sorry for your loss. She would continue crying. There is a way that you are able to see him and say goodbye. I don't want to. I understand. I don't want to believe he's gone. Those who we love are never truly gone, even if their physical form is no longer here. They will live in your memories. He will live in your heart. You will hear his voice in your head, in your thoughts. She would quietly cry and lean down closer to her dead husband hand on his chest at the point where the armor is like sundered just rolling her hands almost you know subconsciously over the place where she would think his heart should still be having again reached inside and knows that it's gone yeah neil's here quietly crying someone should go tell the party Quietly, I think. Of course. <clears throat> I'm going to prepare Corin. I was going to prepare his... Well, what's left of his physical body for interment. Yes. If you might help me with that. Yes. Don't bury him. We won't. Burn him. That's what he would have wanted. Well, so uh, he'll have it. I'll look at Yalumlo and into his mind I'll say, we can tell the others very quietly. I'm into your mind. It would be good to find a place to put our new friend down. Perhaps Iris can watch over her. start walking with Felix toward uh, some of the other adults mm-hmm. looking for Iris sure yeah, I mean <clears throat> she'd be sat near the children uh, not really paying attention to them um, you know that classic like librarian I'm reading but the book is placed here so this way I can look over easily at any of you at any <laughs> moment in time <laughs> um, but yeah out there reading. Excuse me, Iris. Um, 
We found another stray. Like another dog man? <laughs> gesture. No. I would <laughs> gesture to Sabrina, who I have over my shoulders. <laughs> oh, Sabrina's back. That's good. She is distraught. Understandably, she's been missing some time. Would probably be good for her to be among people she knows. Yes, uh, you can sit her down by Serenity. Serenity will look over her. All right. I'll head over towards Serenity then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would be playing with, you know, a couple of the children as her uh, more motherly instincts are present. Um, you know, would look at. <coughs> Sabrina in your arms and um, you know step in between some of the children to come towards you and extend her arms out. She hurt? Um, I'm not sure physically, uh, but she is quite emotionally distraught. Her and Thoriel had a bit of a fight, and. Uh, well, we found her not very much herself. That's quite tragic. She would extend her arms out to take her. Yeah, and pass her over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would, you know, she's a moderately strong individual. It's not like Sabrina is wearing a significant amount of armor, but, you know, slightly struggles beneath the weight of another adult human being, turns her around and sees the, the glazed-over look of obviously bloodshot eyes of a woman who also has been uh, hysterically crying quietly, uh, parts her hair and brushes it to the side and just, thank you, and <coughs> over her shoulder starts to effectively limply drag her, where Sabrina's feet would be dragging, uh, but she would take her over to a, a corner of this little cavern and uh, set her down softly adjacent with her back against a rock and kneel in front of her and begin talking to her. Yeah, I'd go back to Felix. Who should we pass the news along to first? Shrug. And, I mean, right in front of us is Iris. I'll hold out my fist for rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> That's the teller. <laughs> yeah, I win. I get the teller. Wait, what? Iris. <laughs> Are you Stone, speaking out loud? Stone, paper, shears. Are you speaking out loud? I would say her name out loud. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was looking up again from the book, you know, very like... Yes? Um, sorry to disturb you again. Would you... It's quite all right. Mind some discretion. I gotta. Yeah, no, that's fine. I into her mind. When we found Sabrina, uh, she was not herself, and um, unfortunately, she dispatched of Corin as he was killed him. Yes. Seems he was attempting to help bring her back to her senses. Mm -hmm. 
when you say that, like, she would actively, like, pull the book up in front of her face to obscure herself and, uh, again, respond in your mind, like, I don't want to block the microphone, but, uh, for the sake of it, um, very tragic to hear. Very nice man. Um, I'm sure that Carolyn is beside herself and that the best thing for us to do now is to think of how to tend to poor Mary, Belle. I would be hesitant to tell many other individuals besides myself, as I think that that is something that Carolyn reserves the right to do of her own accord. But thank you for telling me. Yes. As you say. I turn back to Felix. Mm. And we'll leave the telling of it to Carolyn and Iris as they see fit. Hold on. And for you guys over here in that meantime, yeah. uh, adjacent to Corin's body, as Carolyn says, mm. burn him. It's what he would have wanted. And he'll have it. Yeah. Nesgrim. Yes. Retora. Um, I know this is going to be difficult for you. I see it was a very dear friend of us all, but closely to you too. Um, well, me and Aethir prepare him. Why don't you go introduce yourself to the children? Take your mind off things for a minute. I think... Something happy for you guys, for a change. I... They can't know. No. <clears throat> I think uh, <clears throat> oh, I think I'd prefer to uh, help with Corrin's body. Oh, you'll be told when it's time has come but just in the meantime of preparation it's not fair for you to have to see him like this I would rather help prepare his body alright suit yourself I can't I can't speak to the children like nothing happened Uh, out of curiosity, because I did not recall specifically, I had insinuated when you guys were collecting Corrin's body that he did have the locket still wrapped around his list, his wrist. I mm -hmm. do not know if anybody took it in the process of us coming back. I think it would have still been on him. Yeah, I would have left it on him. Yes. Solely for the sake of Carolyn would witness that and reach over and remove that from the wrappings around his mm -hmm. wrist and sure. hold it open herself. Um, and then seal it, stand up, press his head. I would walk over to her. Mm -hmm. I would set the bag down on the ground. Make sure that's burned too. Of course. 
I'm gonna go ahead and detach his sword from his uh, belt in sheath and everything yeah. just detach it and mm. hold it up to her in my custom gets passed to the next person she would absolutely reach out to take it um, pull it out ever so slightly just to look at the blade once again resheath it Arabelle is a bit young, but I'm sure she will take after her father's ways and display the same courage that he did. Thank you. She would turn and walk over towards her daughter. I, you guys are left here with the body. I think it's best we burn his body somewhere else. Yes, of course. Should we ask Carolyn if she'd like to come? I think we should move him to the front of this passage, perform my ritual, and burn him as we are leaving. Wherever we burn him, it will draw things to it. It's best to do it as we are departing. But we do not wish to separate from the group. Not in the condition we are all in. And with them down a defender. Yeah, you're right. If the two of you wouldn't mind carrying him towards the mouth of this room. Yeah. I will start preparing we will need some kindling for after I have it sorted alright so in that time Felix and Yalin well I do not know whether or not you would stay over uh, with the other adults but I would say that that would be the simultaneous point of time where this conversation would have been concluded you guys would be concluding the conversation with Iris and then with each other. Yeah, I think seeing Carolyn return back to the group, I would start walking back over to yep. see what the plan was. Yep. You two would see her walking towards Mary Bell. I would say that you would see as she is getting close, you would see that she would have Corin's sword in her hand, looking at it, and then quietly tuck it back behind her robes, one-handed, like holding it, almost as though contemplative as to whether or not now is the time, but knowing that something needs to be done. And you guys would walk back over to your friends. Does Corn have any like pouches or bags or anything affixed to his hips? Yeah, he would have uh, you know, two little small pouches that would have uh, coins and things like that. He doesn't really have many personal belongings because he was, you know, murdered effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, never really had an opportunity to go back to a home because the home had been ransacked. All he had uh, in regards to his prior worldly possessions was the locket of just him and Carolyn. Um, I would say that as you are looking, uh, you know, 
gathering these things, you would see a uh, in-progress charcoal portrait of Maryville that has just one half of the face so far done. And you would see bits of charcoal in another pouch. That's because I need to break Cyrus' heart once more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Put on makeup, John. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say this? I would uh, remove that and hand it to Retora. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. As we walk back, we just see. Oh. Yeah. oh. You need a reason to cry? <laughs> no. Don't, don't, don't wet it. Well, now you got one. <laughs> Do you want to pass far? <laughs> you can give this to her when the timing is right. Um, any sort of like medical bags, because he was a doctor. One, I'm just oh, wondering yeah. if he's got any like, like a first aid kit type of thing, or if he's um, got anything like that. I would say that it, <laughs> it would feel fair one. to him, especially because Ethier has a healer's kit as well. I do. How many charges do you have on yours? I don't know whether or not you've used any since you pre repurchased it because you lost it when your leggies got burnt and fell far then. Not the leggies. <laughs> uh, I have not used it. Cool. You can have a full second healer's kit, or mm-hmm. if you would like to keep the healer's kit. Huh? Yeah, I was gonna say he has the feet to let him do more stuff. My thought with process it. is less looting him, more so making yeah, the best the things, of what we yes. have because there's no sense yeah, of burning no, it. <laughs> absolutely. I would say that he would have a second healer's kit that Force would give you. It's um, still looting. Yeah. It, that would have herbs, salves, little ointments, bandages, and things like that. So, in regards to like his items that mm-hmm. would have been in use, it would have been those. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the bag! <laughs> Villains! <laughs> Evil! <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'd wrap him back up in his, uh, his cloak and carry him wherever Ether wants him to go. And you said back towards the mouth, specifically, of this cavern? I did. You said that. mouth. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and you said you have kindling and things like that? I have oil. Cool. And I'm going to douse him and then I'll light him. Well, it's a lot of oil to use there, bud. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of do you want to do your thing before yeah, you burn his body? Yeah. This one? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait to burn the body. This is the plan. Pulls out a little yeah. gasoline <laughs> tank. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, vampire! <laughs> uh, yeah, just so this way, again, if, if you want like to do the thing <laughs> with the head so you can yeah. burn his <laughs> whole man instead of like, ah, shit, now he's got to burn his head. I guess do it in the bag. Like... Wait, is Yalimlo somehow like a what is what is his name? The vampire hunter? Van Helsing? <laughs> yeah. Can we can we extrapolate? Are you suggesting that Yalimlo's a vampire? Vampire hunter. Hunter. Blade's the vampire, well, half vampire is a vampire hunter. Yeah, that's Chell. Chell's the daywalker. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Just because I have a She's sword blade. doesn't mean I'm blade. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. He's Yalo he's Yalo Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would um, love me, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would start drawing the protective circle of sanctuary around Horn and in the ground on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And, and the extending circles for people to sit mm-hmm. and start laying out the candles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would put the brazier where his head would be, 
Okay. And where would you put his head? In the brazier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're far sorry. enough away that any sort of light that we need, like candles and stuff, isn't really going to be seen from. Uh, the yeah, no. Are. The mouth of the the width of the cavern itself is roughly 250 feet, so like the 30 bright, 30 dim. Is, okay. It would cast I, in the distance very small light. I do have the drift globe out with daylight on. Oh, gotcha. I would, I would 100% tell you, like, go ahead and save that. Like, I got, I was gonna pull the um. I think I don't know how it works. You so. aren't attuned to it, yeah. so I don't think he can put it out. I would say that it's been a reasonable amount of time that, like, it would naturally flicker yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, so as it naturally flicks out, I reach out to anybody that can cast light on it. Mm -hmm. I'm just as pulling a... out my moon touch sword, so mm -hmm. so we have moonlight. Yeah. I'm going to continue to reach out so that way Felix has light. I will light your ball, Felix. I'll just we'll cast light on your on your globe. Thanks. You're welcome. Look at yellow eyes. Bye now. Fair enough. And take a swig of something. Fire! You pop one of those candies in your mouth. I would put the brazier <laughs> the last to clarify one. in the rough area where his head is not close enough that it would ignite the body that's covered in oil far enough away. Well, I imagine with as, as we all drift into another plane. Well, I imagine that kind of was my concern. Yeah. <laughs> not literally right there, but in the circle of sanctuary that his mm -hmm. body is in, yeah. an extending circle yeah. that is roughly It's not like the, the circle area. is like no, traced yes. around like just a... Yeah. John, like I'm going to need some ember rolls. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna have to... Well, I'm sure... Do we wake up to a blazing corn? No. <laughs> Forced wouldn't have soaked him in oil until we were getting ready to burn him. Yeah. 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 But still. He seemed pretty yeah. eager. Um, He's real eager. We'll cover that later. <laughs> and I would start pulling out the candles and hey, yeah. uh, fresh meat. Setting everything up. <laughs> you position your companions around. Uh, so the, the other uh, five individuals who are here, uh, Carolyn having said, I don't want to, I don't want to have to say goodbye. Um, yeah. Um, trace the five circles. Place the brazier. Place Corinth's head. Do you remove it from the bag? Uh, I would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you place Corrin's uh, head in the razor. Um, yeah, and then I'm assuming you would do the same thing as always, incorporate the herbs, a small amount of blood. Yep. I would also take one of my several bone daggers that I have and mm -hmm. place it in his hands. Sure. Yeah, do like a yep. posture, his hands over, put blade pointing downwards. Yep. Anything else in preparation? Um, I would walk over um, <laughs> in the direction of Carolyn. All right. Just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, to are you trying to like draw her attention? Yes. I will in I yeah. will insinuate to you that like she is in the midst of telling her daughter that her father just died. <laughs> yeah. So she's pretty distracted. You would see with your good elven peepers. I would one hundred percent stop him since we saw that interaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would, that would haunt you from even yeah. attempting to go over there. Yeah, you get like five ten feet over. You've got great elven peepers. Sure. You see in the distance like. Carolyn hugging Mary Bell. <laughs> you would even hear all of you, I think, in the distant echoing cries uh, kind of ringing out through the hallway and then, you know, them quickly quieting. Um, 
obviously, because again, still, we're in the underdark, effectively. We huh? don't want to draw attention. We're in where? No. Where are we? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we're in the underground. Excuse me. <laughs> it's dark. And it's dark. The dark yeah, yeah, yeah. underparts of the world. We're in the taint. We're in the dragon's taint, all right? It's so much worse. Yeah, I know. We're in the what's taint? Exactly. Um, Almost the Shadowfell. Yes. Uh, yeah, you would hear those cries. Uh, Felix would halt you. Say to him. I wouldn't say anything to him. I'd just give him a look. Mm-hmm. And just shake my... As soon as you go to open your mouth, just shake my mm-hmm. head. Right. And then... I'll walk over and sit in a circle. Yeah. It's your ritual, dude. You yep. direct it. <laughs> Whoever would like to join me, please. Now is the time. There are five extending circles outside of this circle of sanctuary, so they would look like points on a star. Pentagram. No. Pentagram. No. I guess I'll step inside the ritual circle. (laughs) Because you're included. You're not in the middle with Corrin, like, straddling him. (laughs) I will send you on! (laughs) He He placed the brazier on where his head should be. Yeah. Yeah. You would be seated at the crown, because you would need to be by the brazier, so you would be by the head. Correct. Very good. I call right arm. <laughs> I, would, st- I would just pick one. I'll yeah. sit in the back. Yeah. Take the spot next to Ether. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you take the left arm. Leg. Yes, I got the other leg. Yep, you got the leg. Leg boy. Yep, and you got the dick. All right. <laughs> Third leg, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? That's where the last one is. Somebody's got to be at the dick. Yeah, somebody's you know, got to be at the ground. Somebody's got to be at the stem. Listen, you kick a dude in the dick once, right? You no. know. And I didn't even kick corn in the dick. You didn't, didn't get the chance. chance. You're right. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> now, now's my chance. <laughs> it's my chance. Before we burn it. Before he moves on. <laughs> uh, a dick kick of opportunity, please. <laughs> Use my reaction to... <laughs> I would, with leaving Corrin's eyes closed, close my own, ignite the brazier, and wait a moment as it ignites and begins to spark and smoke, and I would inhale the smoke. Yeah. Everybody else, inhale the effervescent uh, spread of this brazier smoking. Just a little sniff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been here many times before. A lot of people have died. <laughs> We're uh, proficient at sending people on at this point. Yeah. You would enter into, again, the same space as you have found yourself so many times before. The only difference at this point is the area in which you stand, once again, would feel more like a continuation of an extending skyline where previously all things had been dark and now while still retaining the velvety black exterior in uh, 360 degrees around you below you above you you would see how you saw once before in the river twinkling starlight around you you in the distance would see that same little port side dock and Corin standing at the edge of it looking down into the waters. I would take a few steps and begin walking towards him as I just sigh to myself. 
I would tell you that as you do, uh, all of you again would be uh, uh, effectively composite audience figures uh, comparable to the sensor spell where you are effectively a ward placed in here. Um, unable to move, unable to speak, uh, but able to witness. And you would see Ethier walking out towards Cora on the dock. You would see as you become closer to him, he looks younger. Not like a young man, a young boy, but not of cracked gray skin or of sunken black eyes as he turns over his shoulder and looks at you. You would see that he has very dark brown eyes, still kind of like the darker shades on the wood of the table for the bar surface, like a nice umber color. You see that his black hair is still black, but has slight areas where the twinkling starlight would uh, vibrantly shimmer off and give a darker brown complexion, as though his hair is you know, not just a singular mass of black, rough rubble on his head. Uh, he'd be wearing, once again, not yeah. armor. Uh, instead, he would be wearing a, a v-neck white cloth you know, ruffled shirt with uh, puffy sleeves on the edges, and you would see as he turns, he actually has a, a, an apron covering himself, comparable to the way uh, medieval surgeons would wear. No gloves or anything like that, um, but yeah, looks over towards you and kind of places his hands on his, his upper thighs and curiously looks in your direction. Do you need help, sir? Hello, doctor. Uh, Diabolus, but yes. If you are in need, I can perform different uh, medical examinations if you're sick. No, not sick. Um, we knew each other. Knew? Sorry. When you were alive. I don't understand what you mean, why. What is the last thing that you remember, sir? Hmm. He would gesture out into the area of where the, the river inlet sits below the dock, but above it, as they're gesturing out waist height, as though he sees something present here. And they brought me this dwarf. Quite ill. Badly beaten and bruised. Strange lesions covering his body. And they told me I must help him. So mm. forgive me, but I'm in an emergent situation. He would look back over yeah. this thing that he is insinuating that he sees that you fucking don't. Um, in the vision, do I have the. Am I wearing the eye? Because it did come from the vision. Yes. I would say that you would be. I okay. think that that is very fair. I would say that that would be the only thing that comes with you. Your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> no pants. Just yeah. the eye. It's fine. He's like, emergency. do you need help? <laughs> do you need help? <laughs> I'm in an emergent situation. Your cock looks fine. So <laughs> just have a good one. Just shirt cocking in the dreams. <laughs> uh, Why well, only the shirt? Yeah, no. yeah. You would look. 
you wouldn't look like you're in your armor, though. You would look exclusively like, I would say, more akin to the seaside coastal clothing that you would have been educated while you were wearing. Sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you're a younger man here, though. Okay. Oh, that has mm. implications. Sure <laughs> does. Yep. Was uh, it like that before? I would say he wouldn't have, like, paid attention to himself. Would we have seen that before? I would say that you guys would have, in your first iteration in here, not that he would have appeared translucent, but he would have looked ethereal to where it would have been hard to make out the composition or... Like, he looks colorless to okay. you guys. Like, mm. when you guys go into the ethereal plane, because, again, astral borders ethereal, he would look comparable to, again... When Frodo goes into the fucking puts the ring on and sees the ring wraith, not as formless spooky. or spooky, but like he would look like ghostly ether. Sure. <laughs> like do so, for you guys, wouldn't really have much distinguishing characteristic to him. Do we have one? No, you guys literally don't see yourselves again. You guys are effectively a sensor. So okay, like that, but they were definitively wearing like armor and, and like king's garb. Correct. So. No. We wouldn't be able to determine. You wouldn't be able to determine. He wouldn't look like he is wearing... Uh, he's wearing medium. Like, your leather would sure. be... Well, I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if we can actually distinguish. If we can, it's fine. I would say no, specifically okay. because Ether traditionally wears medium leather. So, like, when we went to the Ren Fair, like, sure, Glenn's leather over him looks a little bit different, but when... It's not like it's got large extending, extending out like pauldrons mm-hmm. or anything yeah, like that. If I was that. wearing right. a coat, you probably couldn't tell. Like, yeah, gotcha. that. Okay. So for you, this would be the first time you're noticing predominantly because like you were taught, like you don't, you're not here for you. Right. You're here for them. Yes. You don't matter. Yeah, I've never noticed. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you literally don't matter. Sure. You don't feel younger. Like your skin doesn't look younger or anything like that, but your clothing would be different. Sure, I don't have the metal on my legs. Correct. My legs aren't burnt. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your hole here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to check as I was going to try to feel and look to see if I do have the hole in my side here. You do not. Okay. Um, yeah, I would lift the eye and look in the direction that he is looking. Fantastic. Uh, You'll end up telling everyone anyway, I presume. It feels senseless for me to ask everybody to leave, but for you, oh boy. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, this is a a wonderful puzzle piece that I'm glad finally gets to coalesce Mm -hmm. in a really interesting, unifying way. So when I described to you the river previously, it was void of color. You were able to see the fluid motion, so in the same way that if you've ever seen the ocean late at night when there is not sufficient moonlight to illuminate it, the water looks almost black, where you're really only able to tell its form by its motion. You would have seen a little bit additional distinguishing elements to the river as you've seen more starlight illuminating within it. Sure. You pull the eye up, and I will tell you that you are shocked by a sudden flare, almost a composition of prismatic light that doesn't blind you but is is difficult to look at and as that flaring that lens flaring begins to dissipate you would see that the as had previously been indicated especially at the point at which the river begins to ascend and curl upward and outward beyond the horizon 
you would see the water looks in the same way that like an oil slick is a composite rainbow of prismatic colors as the waters grow ever more distant and rise up away. They look like a rainbow rising. Still mm. fluid, not like a solid sheet of color. Yeah, just it would a, have uh, a rippling effect to sure. it. And it would look as the river itself rises. When you look far beyond Corin, it looks like the river rises and parts out into a grand sea that fills the width of your vision in the distance. As though, not like a wall, mm. but it parses out, becoming formless. In front of Corin, you would see a wooden table adjacent to a series of what would look like, for you, familiar medical instruments for medieval times. So, genuinely, like a bone saw, yep. <laughs> uh, a hammer, you would see what would look like primitive knives that would be not exactly a scalpel, but comparable to a scalpel. You would see, in the same way that you can't really tell, but you guys see him as an ethereal spectral formation, you would see laying atop a wooden table above the height of the dock, you would see a spectral looking dwarven man above him though, in his form, flat, not unmoving, but very slow, labored, ragged breaths to where you see the chest barely rise. You would hear the echoes almost feels like it funnels through the eye you would hear these echoes that strike you and hit you very front forward so like when you talk about the the effects of the mic it would again feel like rushing auditory waves over your face you would hear his deep raspy labored breathing just You've seen people dying. These would sound like death rattles. Yeah. Corin would be looking over this man, his hands placed over his chest. You, because this man has a spectral form, you would be able to distinguish it looks like Corin is trying to remove clothing or part aside a ripped shirt, something like that, as he is inspecting wounds on this man's chest. As Corin's hand parts something over this spectral form, you would see this horrifying black ichor-like substance leaking over Corin's hands. And in the same way, when you, uh, over a substance, do how you did with your cloak for the Ren Fair, when a, a hydrophobic substance is touched by something, this black ichor would run over Corin's fingers, bead and fall off of his hands Hmm. back onto this man and sink back into this composite centralized chest that looks like it probably does bear a grievously deep great wound you would see this happen once again as Corrin's hand moves to another location on this man's body like the upper shoulder like right at the area of the collarbone once again parting now it looks like probably his skin as he's attempting to investigate this serious injury and again this ichor drains out over his hands beads parcels off and sloughs back down into this dwarf 
you would hear once again a faint rattling as you're now like kind of fucking scared yeah. looking at this scene as Corin goes towards this man's mouth and pulls at his jaw and the man resists like fights to not have his jaw removed not removed but open <laughs> you would hear <laughs> you would hear Corin say like sir I must see if I am to help you the man would not respond. You would hear the again the rattling breath, and as it reverberates, Corin takes that opportune moment, holds the jaw, and a rush of that black ichor would putrefact-style vomit over Corin's face, over his body. Again, bead, slough off, falling, but you would see that some definitively looks as though probably got into his eyes, his yeah. nose, his mouth, as shocked, was not anticipating this. As the last of this putrid substance falls from this man's mouth, he remains motionless. Corrin stands there, distraught, cleans himself for a moment. And I'm going to tell you that before you, this vision of this wooden table and this ethereal spectral dwarven man shimmers and fades and disappears. And now you just see, again, through the eye even, a young Corin standing. Still, same garb, wiping at his sleeves. Unpaying, like, not yeah. paying attention to you is a, a figure just died in front of him, effectively. Yeah. I would put the eye down. Yeah. He still looks the same. Absolutely. Okay. You couldn't save him. But you saved many others. Yes? I've, I've done my best through the years, of course. Mostly centered on children. But not many Diabolists here in this city. You did all that you could for people around you because you cared and you were a good man, Corin. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't understand why I'm deserving of such fine, kind words from you, stranger. You've done more than I think you are aware of. I wonder if I can let you see where you are now and I'm gonna pull the eye mm -hmm. and gesture it towards his eye he looks at you concerned reaches out and takes your hand and you see that he makes no contact with the eye in your hand hmm. I don't understand <laughs> Does he make contact with my hand, just not the eye? Yes. Okay. I don't understand. You lived a sort of second life that I think you do not remember now. No. <laughs> that 
dwarf that you could not save. I believe that is what killed you. Are you speaking very strange things to me? I think you should have a sit, and I shall brew you some tea that you might find yourself calm and collected. Your memories have clearly been, well, untrustworthy to this point. Of course. All right. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you that, like, it looks as though he steps over, you know, maybe 10, 15 feet away and begins to you, looking like he puts a kettle out over a wood-burning stove. I was waiting a few moments. To you, again, like, you don't fully see this environment. Yeah. Especially when you're not looking through the eye. Yeah. Well, three, four moments go by <laughs> as he stands here, again, washes his hands, washes up and down his arms, washes his face, has like a bucket where like you see him kneel over a thing and splash his face, it looks like. A few moments later, comes back and gestures out towards you, an empty hand. Uh, have a seat. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'll try to sit where he's gesturing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that for the sake of sincerity, your passive perception is very high, even while you're here. I would say when he gestures, it doesn't look like he gestures far from you. Yeah. Roughly like maybe a foot, foot and a half. Sure. You... I, I would try to sit. I would feel for it before I just collapse onto the ground. You feel nothing. Okay. Um, I would do like a weird like straddle stance <laughs> vaguely in <laughs> the air to feign that I'm yeah. sitting so that mm -hmm. way he's not like get out of my house. Yep. So you. <laughs> <laughs> Though this may be worse. Uh, but I'm going to try <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Yep. You said we can't move or can we no. see each other? No. All I right. sensors now. Just, yeah, I mean, you, you, <laughs> sh you straddle a chair to, in your intention, and yep. he looks at you a little bit curiously. Um, again, offers his hand with an item in it. Uh, just a moment. It's difficult for me to see. I would hold the eye up and watch for the... He sees you go like this! Ah, <laughs> And he's... Sure, you see a small... Porcelain teacup. It does not look like the Thank same God. set as like Desiel and <laughs> shit. Uh, these would look um, like a plain solid white. Like not very yeah. well made. They would look cracked, chipped. They're not like polished or anything with no like metal rim. Sure. Ikea. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would with the eye <laughs> reach for the cup and absolutely grab it. Why it not? looks as though you take an item. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would hold it. <laughs> Please have some. Sure, you'll feel better once you've uh, settled down. So. It's sleepy time, too. <laughs> Take a sip. Yeah, you feign taking a sip. No liquid hits your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? Wonderful, thank you. Uh, of course. Uh, well, uh, tell me what you last remember, sir, that we might figure out what happened to you and well attempt to fix whatever is ailing I'm very worried about the thoughts of sending you out onto the streets at night 
<laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if you'd be able to find your way back home. <laughs> there's, there's a killer out there. It, it might be <laughs> difficult for me, yes. Um, yes, in the streets of Oshawa, as always, ever dangerous. Yes. Especially at no. Yes. Villains roam about. Oh, that is horrible. Cut purses, cut throats. Most of all. Did you get Did you get the stare? Did you get the stare? Yeah. Well, you got the, I, got, I got the more like... <laughs> like concerned, like what are you saying? It's like no, he's gen- like there's yeah. villains in no, the street, absolutely. like villains, <laughs> like villains, like people rob each other yeah, on the yeah, road. Yeah. You you seem hero. insane, and you don't know who you yeah, are. Yeah, where yeah, you're no, going. Absolutely. You're telling me I died and I lived another. Like you're a man, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I have I, to I, help absolutely. you. Um. Yes. What do What do you last remember? I uh, was helping someone. Uh, I believe their name was Marybell. Alright. Uh, your wife? Daughter? <laughs> no, uh, passerby, I think. Oh, alright. Uh, maybe Hel- a friend. Helping helping her how? Was she ill? Do I need to attend to her? No, no, not ill. Right. Um, she was trying to find her way home. Oh, and you escorted her like a gentleman? Yes. Very well done. Yes. Um, perhaps I I passed out. Uh, so are you much of a drinker? Uh, no, not bad for your health. Yes, no, I I am not much of a drinker. Just the tea. Just so. Often skulls. But I I do try to help people. It's um, very generous. For, for better or worse. He's an addict. It's very nice. Seems you abide by that same adage. Yes. I was taught to uphold a certain set of principles with people. Yes. How long have you been here doing this? A doctor in the city? Yes. Roughly assisting people since I was a, a teenage boy. I don't really want to say I've had uh, the ability to open my own practice. Uh, This is just an attached facility to my home. Um, I'm looking to actually open something more officially. Hard to save up coin here in the slums. Especially with the... Well, the orphanage can never pay. But I would never make the children pay. Nor the sisters. Such kind people. Very loving and giving. Of course. Um, do you know the sisters well at the orphanage? Quite well. Uh, my wife assists there. She is one of the sisters, and they often, you know, when I am needed, will send a, a young person out to collect me. I'm not far away, but uh, not able to just be called from their rooftops or anything. Yes. The sisters are very kind and generous, and it's a life of service and sacrifice. A very noble thing that they do. Yes. What sisters do you know? I know a couple myself or of them. I do not know them personally. Oh, do you? Uh, Just from. Perhaps you know my wife then, Carolyn. Uh, Yes, I think I have met her before. Have you? I believe so, yes. 
Do you volunteer at the orphanage as well, or do you assist in... No. You're not a god, are you? No, I am not a god. I, do, I, do I look like a god? You have to tell me if you are not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not a god. Um, or a brother? No, of course not. Uh, I have brought... Please do not lie to me. <laughs> I, I have brought children to the orphanage before that who have lost their parents. After the festivals? Yes. Such horrible days. Well, thank you for doing the right thing when it comes to the stance of the protection of the children. Of course. That is probably where I met your wife. Perhaps. Maybe she opened the door for you or assisted you in taking them to their dormitories. Possibly. That sounds probable, yes. Yes. Uh, my wife is good friends with a, another young woman named Thariel. They get along quite well, thankfully. I was very worried for Carolyn. Not that uh, the other sisters are... Well, some of them can be a bit uh, obtuse. Uh, but Isabel is a very sweet mother. Mother? Director ah. of the orphanage. Of course. She overtook after the previous mother retired, I believe, they said. Uh, Isabel was given directory. Yes. Uh, is Thariel also a sister? Yes. Recent. Only, only maybe three years now? Four years? Hmm. Uh, has proven to be a very loving and generous individual. Reminds me a lot of Carolyn. I think that is why they get along so well. They are... Hmm. Very devoted. They're always, uh... Staying late to make sure that no one has any need. Carolyn is permitted to come home when her... Work day is concluded. Uh, many of the sisters stay inside of the orphanage. Thariel typically stays inside. I do not remember other sisters. Uh, forgive me. It's quite all right. There's a an elven woman. Carolyn does not much care for her. Desiel. Yes, yes, yes. That name sounds quite familiar. I believe she said that Desiel does not care much for Thoria. Not really much of a reason as to why. But I guess considers her a youthful frivolity uh, not appropriate at an orphanage. But I do not find that to be true of Thoriel at all. Is a hard-working and principled lady. I imagine so. One would have to be to dedicate their life to something like that. Yes, dedication. I think that is a very fair way to describe the type of person she is. Hmm. 
Seems you're feeling better. Yes, I think so. I think I am all right. I'm glad the tea has helped. Yes, uh, very much so. Thank you. Of course. Um, forgive me. It looks like he looks out effectively a window. Uh, it is quite late. Um, I do need to make a report of what happened here today, and uh, my wife should be home soon. <laughs> and she is uh, quite along in her labors. Yes, um, that is uh, wonderful news for you, I'm sure. Thank you. It will be our first. Please accept my sincere congratulations. Mary Bell is a beautiful name. It is. Perhaps I will suggest that to Carolyn. We've been very uncertain as to what we want to name her, if it is a girl or a male name if it is a boy. Mary Bell is dignified and beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Of course. Glad that I could be of some assistance. Of course. He starts walking towards what would seem like a door. <laughs> yeah. Is it away from the river? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> you didn't think this was always easy. No. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, as he's walking towards the door, pull the eye and look at, like, where in his house the river is. <laughs> so, like, hey, the look over there. <laughs> so it would look westerly. Like, it would look as though, effectively, where an exterior wall should be, there's not an exterior wall. It looks like it's in the area, again, of where the, not like operating room is, but the examination room would be. It would look like it's in there and underneath the table. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just uh, going to need you to crawl on the ground under that corpse real quick, please. Yes, um, Corrin, I, I believe when we were in the other room, uh, I dropped my coin pouch under the table. Oh, dear. Yes. Under the table? Yes. Why uh, did you go near the body? Well, I was standing behind you, and I was startled. Oh. I had been carrying it to fetch <laughs> some medicine for you. From you, that's right. Oh. From you. I gave you medicine? Uh, no, that is why I came. My memory is returning. Oh. Well, what ails you? I do not want you to leave without the medicine. No, uh, for... No? Uh, <laughs> it's for... It is for uh, a friend, not not for me. Uh, you just want to hold it. No. Uh, they, they are hurt and unable to leave their bed. Is it Mary Bell? Is she well? It is not Mary Bell. Mary right. Bell is fine. All right. Um, uh, just, a lover, then? A, a wife? A husband? Uh, just an, a friend. All right. Um, it, it, just a healing salve, if oh, you don't mind. Certainly. He steps over to the left a little bit and looks like he opens the cupboard. Yeah. Starts fumbling around and... Would seem like he collects a small vial of something. Here you are. This can be used as a topical ointment on most injuries. Thank you. Uh, of course. Oh, forgive me, your coin purse. Yes, if we could go fetch that. Yes, and he walks back over in the direction of the river with the dock and opens the, jo- the, the yep. door and gestures. Uh, if you wouldn't mind going first, you have all the protective gear on... Uh, I would rather not get too close to the body. I'm not sure if it's safe, yes? I understand if death disturbs you. Yes. <laughs> uh, never, never That's been totally what it is. Comfortable <laughs> with uh, death. 
Yes, it is. Um, it's a strange journey. Death. It's the way it was described to me. Of course, I do not mind. Anything to assist a person in need. Thank Step you. in front of you and walk over towards the edge of the dock. Yep. And gesture down for you. Yeah. It is safe, sir. Uh, thank you. Of course. Uh, I would walk forward and stand next to him at where I know the edge of the dock is and, uh-huh. and uh, just hold the healing salve in my one hand mm-hmm. and uh, look uh, I see it there thank you just let me um, grab that of course and I'll reach down feign grabbing something under the table that he doesn't see and, and sure. uh, yeah, stand you reach and I'll say that would you touch the water I would, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you that as you touch the water, it feels like a, a very swift, almost current. Like if you were to put your hands through a quick-moving brook. Hmm. It would feel very warm. Peaceful, but just very warm. You pull your hand back and feign retrieving something. Yeah. And he would be looking down at you. Very, very well. All, all settled? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I would reach out to shake his hand. Oh, I did wash up. No problems. Yes. Pleasure to meet you. Um, you never... Ethier. Ethier? Yes. Ethier Revia. Very sweet, but comforting name, sir. I feel like I've heard it before. Pleasure to meet you. Corin. Pleasure to meet you, Corin. Um, you're a very good man. As are you, Ethia Rivia. As are you. I'm going to pat him on the shoulder and then push him. <laughs> <laughs> In you go now. Make for me a strength check. He's so big. <laughs> yep. Oh, didn't you dump strength? Yup. Sure. <laughs> I'll give him disadvantage because he's surprised. Sure. Does he have ghost strength? And like, not a high the... enough level to have the plus four yet. Unless. Oh, no! He <laughs> not 20? No, I rolled two 17s. 12. <laughs> Oof. You lay your hand on his shoulder and, like, you feel as you do it. This is a man that, like, not that he works out, but, like, yeah. he, he's a man of physical labor and stature. He is accustomed to carrying drunkards yeah. in off the road. <laughs> And shit like that. Like he's also again genuinely like six Saves five. Life. You're reaching up to like put your hand on his shoulder, and you like grip it and give like a little shove, and he like moves a little bit, sure. but like catches his balance very quickly. I'll stumble. All right? I'll stumble a little bit. You sure you're feeling all right? Oh, uh, yes. I'm very sorry. Um. I seem to have dropped my coins again under the table. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Would you, would you mind getting them for me? Is I, it? Okay. All right, John. I feel shaky. John, I have a genuine question. I know yep. I can't move here, but yep. as being someone who actually was in both realms at once, mm-hmm. can I attempt to and put out my candle <laughs> in the physical world? I don't know what'll happen, but I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> genuinely, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you feign stumble like a little bit into it. He, he almost like embraces you and pulls you against his chest and like 
you kind of like muffled speak into his chest like I dropped my coins again I'm not feeling very well <laughs> and he's just like oh, certainly he's here huh? not a problem um, you are a good man as are you Corn. what do you need Honesty is a good principle to live by, friend. I have very little money, but if you are in need, no, no, I can offer you perhaps some trinkets that could be sold. No, no, you might find a room for yourself. I am fine. I just need you to keep doing what you're doing. I would never stop, no matter what. said I died. I did say that. Did I stop? No, you did not. Don't stop either. And he would absolutely, like, put his hand on your head (laughs) and, like, ruffle your little elven hair and then, hands on both shoulders, pull you back ever so slightly and smile down at you. Wherever it is that I die, make sure it's a good death. All right? Of course. And make sure that Carolyn does not grieve too long for me. It is a journey, one that I will undertake my own and I will always make sure wherever the road takes me I leave tracks for her to find I will keep an eye on her and Mary Bell thank you Of course, friend. Just under the table, then? Yeah. Does it hurt? No. It's been described as feeling like going home. I'm very glad that I am home. When my journey begins, he would kneel down for what would look like he is going to crawl under the table, and as he does, sits flat, and as his legs go out, you see him shiver ever so slightly. It has been so long since I have felt warm. He would look up at you, and you again see just the dock. And he would look out ahead. Thank you. 
all that you have done. You would see his skin as his legs are in the water begins to drain of color and crack. The lights in his eyes begin to slowly diminish. You kept your promise. Always. I'm sorry the price of Mary Bell's safety was so high. Oh, no. Never consider something so valuable as just a simple price to pay. Some things in life are invaluable. Never consider the weight. Without it, there is no point. A life of service, Ethia. A life where all sacrifices feel just like another step in a very long, humpy road. But at the end of it, and he would feign his hand and wave it out over the river, is bliss, is peace. For those who are fortunate enough to find a man who reassures them that it is worth it, as you have. Tell your friends, I am happy in spite of all things, and not to grieve me. I will be with them. I will. Ashes, Ethan. The answer lay in ashes. It will slide into the river. And as he does, you will see that his cracked skin doesn't smolder, but in the way that if you were to break a piece of chalk, large chunks and small pieces of powder of the gray skin would fall off and you would again see a young Corrin enter the stream, disperse, and the ashes of his pallid gray skin would disperse and again fill the vacant area of darkness with starlight. The last thing you would see would be instead of the transitional frame of his eyes having diminished and lost their light, you would see his face disperse, and the last thing would be his eyes holding the place of starlight and looking as though again they fill with light. And I would say that that would pull you out and pull all of you out with it. And you are sat here still with Corrin's body ahead. The brazier no longer illuminated. What lies of his skull inside. The bones still intact, but the ashes of his flesh mixed with the herbs. Now just a gray and black powder. Good night, friend. if you sat around here. Your moments would go by and 
force again removes the oil. Are you ready? Are we ready to set off? Or I think we should wait until everyone is rested before we light the fire. I agree. No. But you can prepare him. This will take me at least an hour. Alright. Do we want to rest for more than an hour? I don't think we can spare it. I imagine the group wants to keep moving. may need to rest for some time. So I'm going to need you to re-describe the room that we're in because it seems like it's we're very well positioned to rest for mm-hmm. a long time. Yep. Pretty large um, again thick banana almost like a boomerang shape where slight curl remains thick. You guys came in from this area. Right. Everybody is up here hidden behind stalagmites. Stalagmites. Floor spikes. Correct. Floor yeah, spikes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to RP it. I'm just going to point that out. That, yeah. like, we're not going to find anything better than that. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely. I think this is a good opportunity to rest for a bit longer. Yeah, and for where you guys are, there's one pathway roughly 80 feet south of you that goes down and extends south. The other path is at the southeast edge of the cavern that goes eastward. Okay. You guys are resting up. They would be resting up here. But like 300 sure. foot wide cavern, you guys are like 150 feet away from them. Sure. Yeah. We may not get another chance to rest for a long, for a while. That is fair. And we've had an arduous day. Yes. If that is the case, we should move his body away from the mouth of the cave until we are ready to leave. I don't think we should leave it, Sid. But we can't burn it yet either. But you're right, we should rest here. It's a defensible position and I... Well taken, I don't think we will find anywhere else. So, let's move him back closer to the group. Far enough away that they won't see. And talk to Iris about our plan. Could very well take him up around the corner, backtrack a little ways. Burn him now. Just not here. I agree. Alright. Would be for the best. So far, everything down here has been tracking blood, meat. If we needed to leave quickly. Would be good to not have to carry him with. We could fall back to here if we need help. Alright. I know it is tough, my friend. Perhaps down the hallway around... Back the way we came, there was... A sort of a half-moon-shaped tunnel that was blocked off. If I remember correctly, going back on our map... Uh, I think whoever had it up. Um, there was an alcove. Yeah, that's, I think that's like two turns behind. Correct. Oh, the, the, yes. the kissing alcove. The kissing alcove. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The smooching tunnel. But, but, no, that was that was, yeah, that was that was where he died. Okay. Yeah. No. There's oh. just I have the alcove. They're insinuating is this one. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are right here. So yes, one turn, two turn, alcove. 
So, like, this would be roughly seven, 800 feet away from you guys. Yeah. This alcove is, like, 150-ish feet deep. So, this all is right. also the one that I had described uh, a small amount of water was sitting. Yeah. I think there. And then, just so you guys understand the shape of what you're in right now, like, again, it's loosely this. Right. Uh, it's a little bit more boomerangy shaped, but I don't give a shit. You guys are <laughs> here. This was the way that you guys had come from. That's the spot where the guild. This is like 150 feet. This is like 300 plus. Okay. So. Okay. So there's two tunnels out. Yes. Yes. There's the one like 60 feet south from where you guys are. Okay. The one you guys came in from, and then a southeast one. Got it. Just, just keep your ears peeled. We, we don't want to be cornered there. Yeah. Anything shows up. Yes. It's another defensible position. There are some stalactites that I could see. There's also some water back there. I think maybe a spring. It's time for a bath, John. It's enough. Excuse me? I would ask you not to bag up his head. I would ask for you to just carry it in your yeah, razor. I, yeah, uh, it's just, just point, ash, it's like right? A, it's, it's, it's a skull. Oh, yeah, just like yeah. the skull in the brazier. Yeah. I don't want him to take yep. the skull and put it in there. Like, keep yep. as much of that Ow. shit whole yep. as possible. Yep. 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 Very go good. ahead and fireman carry him again. Yep. Should we tell Carolyn? I'll look over and see if they're still talking. Again, it's like 120, 150-ish yeah. feet. Like, it's a very far way. Even yeah. with having good vision, like, sure. really hard to discern. It doesn't look like she's come over in this yeah, time frame. Sure. Roughly 15 minutes has passed between you tracing a runic circle, yeah. doing the additional circles for protective spells for your friends, doing the situation with the brazier and now collecting the body and stuff like she has not come back yeah. over I would say read from that what you yep. will I think it is better that we do this on our own she needs to grieve in her own way she'll say goodbye when she wants to yes Corin did ask that we make sure she does not grieve too long I don't know how you help someone grieve quickly. I guess we'll have to find a way. <laughs> yes. I think best thing to do is get out of here as quickly as we can. <laughs> yes. Ready? Yes. Yalanlo or Felix, could you send word to Iris? Where we're going, and that we will return shortly. Just pointing out the privately. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll step back far enough to catch yeah, sight of Iris. Mm -hmm. And I would speak into her mind. We're taking Corrin back. A couple chambers back in the tunnels to burn the body. We will return shortly. Be safe. Say that your journey the couple hundred feet back, uh, the two winding turns, you guys find yourself once again at that long, uh, you know, hook-shaped alcove. 
roughly 150 feet deep. At the back end, the natural little sitting pool of stagnant water is just cascades down ever so slightly from openings in the wall where, not like it's a waterfall, but a thin stream that consistently comes down yep. just from snow melting. As we arrive before putting him down, I've been struck like ethier. That rest circle that you did. Yes. Would you mind? Of course. I'm gonna have to learn this one. Yes. I'll trace the circle again on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, don't light him when you're finished. There's a better way than just igniting him. Take, take your time. Take a few moments. Mm-hmm. Trace yeah. the circle. Like light. I said, I'm going to set him down and take roughly about an hour to pray over him and get him mm-hmm. affixed. Mm-hmm. Um, going to put salt on him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ritual spell calls for 25 worth of powdered silver. 25 what worth? I have... Gold. Oh. Or, no, 25 silver is worth of... Oh, 25 silver is worth. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, never mind. I have silver on me, so would that just... Commu- uh, it would just use it, right? It, it, it's supposed to be powdered. I would say that you guys have sufficient means of... Nesgrim punched the silver. <laughs> yeah, I could grind it down. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. You can break it with the hammer into smaller pieces and you can grind it. So, like, that's the. We'll say it takes roughly 30 minutes okay. to do that. You guys are setting up the other things in that time frame and then the subsequent hour to cast the spell. During that hour, I'd yeah. like to, I guess, remove my gloves. And you said the water's stagnant, but it's running across the cave. It's not that it's running across. Like so. like like down the walls? Yes. Right? So the alcove... So it's mineral rich. Correct. Okay. Genuinely, yeah. Like, it doesn't look like it has an outlet. It looks like it collects here. Right. But it's a very thin stream. I'm going to use the word stream because it's not drops. It's somewhat consistent, but because it's that thick. Yeah. It would look t- like drops that found a stream to travel. Down. Effectively, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'd like to just kind of let it run over my hand a little yeah, bit. It's very cool. Taste it. Incredibly fresh. Like, right. mineral rich. It doesn't have, like, a, a weird sandy or gritty tain, uh, taste to it or anything because it's running over natural, like, flat. Um, you know, there's no pores in the rocks. Right. So, yeah, yeah that's very refreshing. Just fill up my water pouch with it, even though it's going to take forever. I've got mm-hmm. plenty of time. <laughs> Kind of like check the wall that's mm-hmm. that it's running against and things like that. Kind of rub my hands against it. Okay. Um, I'll ask for you uh, because you'll take your time with it. And you can make an investigation check. Okay. Oh wait, let me make sure I roll this die. Because mm-hmm. it's a disadvantage. I would say because you're taking a time. Great. You would gain an advantage <laughs> for it, so it would be a straight roll. Do you want me to re-roll? Yeah. Look at that it was above eleven. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it is now, Lawrence. Not one. Oh, see, <laughs> I told you. You need to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. It's a two mm-hmm. plus, I think, a number four, six. Yeah. So I mean, again, the the notice, noticeable distinguishing elements to it are that it is 
not a porous rock. They do look like they are, uh, now that you're taking your time with it, in the same way that like enormous boulders would come down and collapse. There are natural crevices for the surfaces for wear, you know, enormous, uh, enormous, like mostly spherical shaped, but then flattened out rocks would pancake near each other. And then you would have small little crevices because things would naturally fill in immediately. Some of them have filled in over time towards the bottom. The ones towards the height look as though they might not have fully filled in with these like little cracks in the wall. All right. Man, big rocks. Big, smooth rocks. <laughs> Anyone else doing anything during this 90-minute time frame? I would just be helping Vorst set this up. Yep. Anyone else? You're relaxing and paying attention to our surroundings. Sure. Very good. I'm going to sit. Yeah. For the individuals that are not doing ritually things, you can take a short rest. Filling your water skin does not count as ritually things. <laughs> I would what? just, I would mention to uh, Yalumlo that we should, we, we should check in on uh, your your scout when we get back. Your scout. I'll just gesture. Yes, that would be a good plan. Roughly ninety minutes would go by of uh, a very serene setting, uh, with obviously the heavy weight of the loss of a friend. Mr. DM. Yes. I, as a character that never takes any damage, need you to explain hit dice to me with short rests. Sure. (laughs) You can exert any number of hit dice that you do have. You have one hit dice per level. Okay, great. the character that you are. Uh, I believe... So it should be six total. Yes, yeah, we're level six. Uh, I think you use a D8 for Mystic. I don't remember. Right. But so Okay, I did write it down, so I should have three hit dice left. Yep, so you can use up to three hit dice. You would roll 3d8, and then add your constitution modifier to each roll, and you restore that many points. It is d8. It is d8 for Mystic, yeah. thank you. Yes, sir. I used two hit dice. I rolled a one and a two. Oof. Oh, <laughs> oh, add oh man. Add your to each of them. I rolled three, and back to full health. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not resting anyway. Yep. But I'm and then, uh, Paul, you regain half of bad. your hit dice on a long rest. Okay. And, I'm sorry, you said mod on each, each die? Roll. Each roll. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Alright. Uh, that's, again, why, like, having a good con mod for things like fighters, they do care so much about short rest, because it's like, oh boy, like, I roll a d10, and then I'm adding three or four on each of them, yeah. so I blow three hit dice, I'm automatically getting, you know, nine or twelve back, plus my rolls. Mod, so it is. Uh, yeah. Roughly 90 minutes goes by. Everything is set up. You guys have traced a uh, circle around Corin's body. Uh, you have the powdered silver from yep. the 25 coins. I would have uh, taken the contents of the brazier and removed the skull and poured them into where his chest cavity was yep. and cover him up with mm-hmm. his cloak and place the skull on top. Mm-hmm. Arms affixed. You, you gave him a knife, right, mm-hmm. to hold? A bone yeah. dagger, yeah. Yeah, so he's holding his bone dagger, and a candle from Ethier is going to be sitting directly over where his heart would be. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's going to be sprinkled with the silver and the salt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and pull out my moon touch sword and place it at the peak of the circle, right about where he was standing previously. Okay. I'd ask you all to gather around. 
assuming everybody gathers around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and remove my oil from my uh, satchel. He said himself that death is just a strange journey that very much is as life is. There is times where you feel like you are alone, like now, when you are walking alone in the dark in a cave just like this, but just in your life. And as travelers, we all know, nighttime is usually when the predators come out. But it usually makes for easier travel when the moon is shining bright. And almost acts as your own protection. As I've said before, my people don't like to say goodbyes. Like to say, see you later, see you down the road. Life and death is truly just one long journey, I'm sure. We'll be able to see our friend again one day. He died doing what he stood for. Asked us not to grieve, just to remember. So, with that, we say, as well. See you down the road. See you down the road. Throw mm-hmm. the oil on him. And uh, when I say road, I'm going to go ahead and hold my hand out. And I'm going to cast Word of Radiance targeting the candle. Mm-hmm. And a divine light. Burning radiance. As much as I want rule of cool to take that. I mean, you could have him roll a con save. (laughs) (laughs) To permit that to happen. Instead, I will say of the candle just peacefully igniting, I will say that you Oh no, I'd be Yeah. It's targeting the candle. I I full I full well know he is going to erupt in flame the moment yeah. that it goes. Effectively that. To make it where because the spell obviously needs to target a creature mm-hmm. and a candle's not a creature. I would say that you almost not target Corin, but the space between Corin and the candle. And that radiant light would illuminate around his chest concentrated on the candle but it would look like a sunbeam a thin ray of white light that would extend up well extend down from up above illuminate the candle and erupt and the flames that would wash down over the sides of the wax of the candle I'm assuming it does not have like a small little candelabra type uh, gold or anything, so it would just be a sitting candle. Somebody say they needed a candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> the flames would wash out over his chest, over his belly, extend down over his legs, and it would look like, again, in the same way when you illuminate or ignite oil, it would ride over it like a smooth wave and envelop his body and swiftly 
immolate and begin to burn very rapidly and very densely to the point that the majority of Korim that remained would be obscured by the heat of the light and of the heat of the fire itself. Dense grayish black smoke would start to fill the alcove for where you all stand. I imagine we'd stay until the fire went out, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A peaceful, quiet moment or so passes as the embers smolder, consuming all the oxygen in the surrounding area. Not all of it, but a lot of <laughs> oxygen. Oh, no! In the surrounding area. You don't just breathe. It becomes a little bit hard to breathe for some people, but... Breathe some water in. I would say that... The immolation spreads quickly, especially because there's a hollow in his chest. Yeah. Sinks in and burns from within as well. A moment or so passes, and the immolation begins to recede. The smoke begins to grow thinner. The heat and embers diminish. And what remains of Gorham? Our bones and armor laid here in a pile in a circle. I would scoop some of the ash into my container that mm-hmm. I carry my ashes and herb mixture into yep. and add it to it as I Absolutely. do with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your steps forward, collect some ashes fire having completely gone out some residual trailing smoke and heat from the body still wafting out into the alcove the smell of burnt leather of his cloak and the fur from the lining fills the air cork your little top and there is quiet in the alcove He can rest easily now. Yes. He was a good man. He did say that he was happy. Despite where his journey led, he was happy with all of it. He even said it himself. He'd never stop. Yes. We should head back. And rest. Uh, I will begin to sift through the ashes, mm-hmm. taking what he said more literally. The ash itself. Plus you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah. Once again, you take your time, and you can make a straight roll for the investigation check. I believe. Who do you believe in, Paul? Me. 
is a natural 20. <laughs> it's hubris. Mm-hmm. It's, not looting, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looting, It's not looting. Searching. <laughs> Thief! It's not fair because your hands are wet, so it's just like. Ew. <laughs> you kneel on the inside of this protective circle adjacent to Corrin's now again. Uh, soot and ash-stained bones and the ashes that residually have collected at the points for where his body once lay. And you start considerately sifting through the ashes. Not like with the other ash man. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Parsing through these ashes. And you are certain that in the ashes here, there's nothing hidden. That what Corin meant, while literal, it's in the ashes. The ashes are the key. That it's not that there is something hidden in the ashes, but that ashes serve a purpose. Mm. Shit, I already have an ash pouch. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll begin to collect some of the ashes. Mm-hmm. I'll try and I'll keep them. I'll try to keep them separate. Yeah, from the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My friends. Not, I'm not going to put them in the cursed pouch. I'm going to yep. put them in a different mm-hmm. pouch that I should yeah. have. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I think I have an extra. I have a. I I know I have one from the uh, what I started with. Mm-hmm. I'll put them in something separate or wrap them in a little cloth. Sure. My friends Absolutely. in there. <laughs> Friend ashes. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make those labels up. Mm-hmm. Big vampire daddy ashes. Labels too long. <laughs> Would anyone else like to do anything here in the alcove before we return to the guild to rest? I think we should all take some. Is on his armor? Is there like an insignia, like or anything? No, actually, there's not. Okay. His holy symbol is the locket, right? Correct. That and his great sword have been taken on. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would start sectioning out little piles for yeah. people to take. Yeah, after you say something, yeah. I'll go ahead. Felix distributes a small amount of ashes to everyone. Mm. I would take some and keep them separate. Yeah, as from as opposed to what yeah. you have. <clears throat> I would take some as well. Um, mm-hmm. As we go to head out of the cave, I would. Um, what I think prestidigitation would be able to get the smoke smell off of us before we trail back. This clean, cleaner soil. I don't know how you want to take that in terms of the scent of smoke that lingers in. Like ch- clothing and hair. Just clean the actual soot that's on Well, us. can't you change, like, can't you give something a smell? I think that's thaumaturgy that can give smell. Can press the digitation no, give a smell? Yeah. It can give a smell? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm thinking more in the sense of, like... like taking, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say you would be able to clean any of the residual soot and... Uh, 
you know, dust that would have fallen out of the cloud because the, the smoke would have gathered over you guys, mm. like filled the surrounding area. You would be able to clean that off everybody, which would eliminate a fair amount of the odor. Sure. Yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. Just, you know, if yeah. something came through mm-hmm. and, you know, got a big whiff of the cavern, mm-hmm. it'd be a shame if it just... Straight down the way we went. I would say for (laughs) Sniff Boy, you'd be able to discern that like a vast majority of the odor would be removed by prestidigitation. Okay. Also, it's been days, and I don't remember when I last bathed. So, it's a little less smelly then, too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess all of us would be. The the Um, smoke smells not my biggest issue. The only other thing that I would do (laughs) before we left is in Ethier's tradition of using a piece of a person that he passes on, I would take Corrin's finger bones. (laughs) There is a reason. I'm I'm going to take Corrin's finger bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Full? Yeah. Yeah, ten finger bones from Corrin, buddy. Yep. good. Better for trade than those discs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone else like any? I'm going to see um, a scout. <laughs> in the ash? Yeah. That's left. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. Winky face. Um, the druidic symbols yeah. for uh, family, mm-hmm. love, and community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very Anything before we go? We say our last farewell, Gorin. I think it's a uh, see you, see you again. See you down the down the river, more likely. But just no, as composed as possible. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead and stow my blade. I would say we would somberly walk back. The same pathway once again. I do not know if you guys want to do anything before you return. Uh, if you guys would like to go through the process of the remainder of the day, so like the previous inclination was we were hitting the later portions of the afternoon. Um, meals are provided once again because Hunter is capable of creating create food. He would have made an incredibly large cauldron of a very hearty uh, beef, barley, and vegetable stew. Now I'm hungry. I know. Why have you I'm done sorry. this to me? Right. <laughs> uh, everybody bread. would be and bread, right? Yeah, and bread. Uh, everybody would be seated around eating. Everybody would be doing their best to, uh, for the adults, remain composed. The obvious absence of corn is palpable and noticeable. Um, Carolyn and Mary Bell would be sitting off quietly alone. Uh, Marybelle would look as though she has fallen asleep in her mother's arms, cradled against her chest. And Carolyn would just be leaning her chin down over her daughter's head, her eyes closed, just rubbing her shoulder. I do not know if anybody would like to do things within the time frame of the remainder of the day before we go to long rest, but that is absolutely okay with me. I would nudge Yalumlo. Mm-hmm. And look towards him like kind of... Where's Bran? Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk to him yourself. I suppose I can check in and make sure he hasn't seen anything unusual. 
I'm gonna speak into Bran's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Bran. Who the hell's there? Yalumlo. Oh, yeah, that guy. Right. What do you need? Have you been keeping an eye on everyone? Absolutely. How's that been going? Perfect. Everybody's great. Grimdar's fine. Definitely alive. Good. <coughs> he needs to be alive on the other end for me to give you the rest of that gold. Yeah, that's why he's alive. I need the gold. That's why he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold. <laughs> He'll be fine. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed anything unusual since we've been down here? Corin's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Very observant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vampire guy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was directly watching yep. Fran and Grimdark. Yep. Does he take credit for it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I killed it. I Anything did it. Anything ever than that. <laughs> oh no. The skill monkey has great perception. <laughs> He does. Mm. I don't like this cave. This one in particular. Uh, no, the whole thing. It's real bad down here. What about it? Spooky stones. There's a big castle wall back there. Yes, that was a strange. There's no castle down here. What the fuck's going on? This doesn't make any sense. I think it fell from above. Through the floor? Like, through the ground? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Well, not in the context of how it appears now. But previously. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> Is there any reason we shouldn't rest here in this cave? Bones in the walls. Bones in the walls. Wall bones. What? Can you show me? I mean, how much gold? <laughs> wall bones. Depends on how many bones. It also depends on if you keep your hands out of my pockets. Sure. What about size bones? Big bones? Big bones worth more. Always. Cool. So, you guys again are like right up here into this recessed area. There are like stalagmites coming up from the ground. There are thin, shorter stalactites hanging from the ceilings. Uh, he would, for where you guys are hiding, gesture like right over to the side <laughs> at the back end at some of the areas in which you had seen in a previous alcove. Big rocks, natural crevices. Mm-hmm. Good point. In the cracks. Crack bones. Uh... <laughs> 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 you go in your yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> I, I would. I would uh, walk over and hand him five gold, and I would, uh, as I'm walking toward him to hand him five gold, I would speak into Felix's mind, and I would mm-hmm. say. The boy says there's bones in the walls. 
<laughs> and I <laughs> nod toward where he pointed. Yeah, yeah literally like and I would 15 say feet to the side behind him. Crack bones. <laughs> crack bones. I would, I would just give the, the give Yahoo a weird look. And I mean, kind of like look at Bran as he's, I guess he communicates that to me. I guess he's going like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I'll go walk over and take a little a little peep. Yeah. I would say Yalomlo as you move over, get to Bran, put five gold in his hand. He would kinda like again, he's got smaller children hands, but like grasp like grasp around, yeah. <laughs> you know, the edges of your hand, slide through, take the five gold. Don't put your hands in the walls. Shit never works out. Trust me. Don't put your hands in the walls. Yeah. Horn statues. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> For some reason, I do. <laughs> Is this That's a little tip on the top. But, <laughs> tip on the top. But should we tell Felix that? He would look over, look at him. Absolutely. Real bad if he does. And I will speak into Felix's mind. <laughs> yeah, you're going over like... Mm, says, take a peek don't in. put your hand in the walls. Or in statues, apparently. I'll, I'll turn around and like... Into your mind... What about on the walls? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. On the walls? Oh, on is fine. Oh, on is fine. Don't <laughs> <laughs> touch... Like the, the rock shape, Around not the crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel very smooth. Again, it would have like the ever slightly... As I approach one of the cracks, yeah. what does the crack look like? Is it dirt or is it rock? Ooh, so yes. This is where you don't have dark vision. <laughs> but I, I should have a light. <laughs> somebody, somebody give me a light. Somebody, somebody please give me a light. I'm assuming you would have given... Your, I'm assuming you would have re, relit it yeah. for me. Re, yeah. Re-upped if your you light. Yeah, you would have re-upped me. I would re-let your balls, of course. Of course, thank you. Thank you very much, either. You're very welcome. That's right. And Light something's happening up. silently, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see Brango like this. <laughs> he pays him. Mm-hmm. He pays a child. For nothing. <laughs> it's not shady at all. And it looks over Felix. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not an artist. The not colored ones are rocks. The colored in thing is a hole where it looks like it's a depression in. So like <laughs> yeah, I mean, Put your hand in the wall. It would look like about the width You're not of a gonna fist. fucking mummy me here, <laughs> sir. I've got myself to help me. Uh, yeah, it would look a little bit bigger than a fist. Same kind of natural like grooves in the stones around for, Yes like, you know, knuckle legs. You just made like a teeth right. shape, John. The last yes. time he shoved his hand in a mouth hole and didn't go well. That was a different character. <laughs> It was literally me! It was literally me! (laughs) You also loved being an egg! You should chance. That's when the egg happened. Egg me again! That's how I became an egg. Oh my god, I couldn't I couldn't use my subclass, Sarah. (laughs) You were an egg. No, because I couldn't use magic. It's great. Mm -hmm. I need all of his magic. Yeah, I'm gonna kinda 
Before he was an egg. Oh, before, Even when I he was see. like scale stained, he couldn't cast magic. What if the egg brought you here? I egged full scales, no magic. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you remember the part where I couldn't do my magic either. Yep. You did it! Mm-hmm. Then there yeah. were consequences! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but your magic is different this time. I'm gonna stick the globe in the wall a little bit to try and. <laughs> Not in, in! Come on! In! <laughs> he said in a I'm little bit. I want just the tip. Just the tip of the globe. Just gonna tip the globe in. Just. Globe slapping against this wall. (laughs) (laughs) You have the globe. How big is the globe? I was imagining like this. You described it as being about this big. Yeah, they're like four inches, and I think. Yeah. Wait a second. Give me a second here. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, four inch diameter. Let me check my four inches. Before, before I, before I, before I, give me, give me, give me a moment before I stick it in here. Let me check my inventory. I stick it in. Give me one moment, please. I really wish the bot was working so I could quote that. Make sure you have protection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put my glove on. I'll cast well, guidance on your balls. <laughs> yeah, I would say that the drift globe the wouldn't fit, and that if you attempted to, like, you, got this you could put it at, like, a half moon, so, like, part of the drift globe in front of it, so it would cast light into it, and you'd be able to, like, look. <clears throat> But. Put your eye against the hole. Yeah, I mean, mm. just what's in here? I'll just, just become a stoat and just definitely don't yeah, do that. Definitely don't put your hands in. Yeah. Take definitely your mouth, do put not your do mouth that. In the hole and just scream it. I'll just become a snake, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> then you're not putting your a hand perfect in the hole. Idea. A perfect yep. idea. Perfect <laughs> idea. No hands in there. Hands in there. <laughs> I only warned about hands. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Nope, that's not what you did. Yep. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put the the drift globe up against the edge and then pull yeah. out my mirror sure. and kind of give it an additional yeah, give it an angle ray. to try to direct the yeah. ray into it. Yeah, I will tell you that. And then, <laughs> yeah, it looks like there is a recessed pocket here where it looks again like craggy stone, but then is filled in by like actual clay and dirt. Uh, a recessed pocket that goes, I don't know, man, like 18-ish inches. Oh, like, okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's reasonably deep, but not like, holy shit, like, I can't put my arm in here <laughs> and, and then, grab. Okay. I will tell you, it is not... Um, cylindrical? Yeah, it's not perfectly cylindrical. This doesn't look like something like burrows in here and like sleeps in here or something. It looks like there's a strange pocket where rock <laughs> fell down, soil has started to, like clay and other stone has started to fill in a pocket behind it, but because it's not a perfect cylinder, as you're looking in, you don't even need to make a roll, because again, you can just fucking, like, see, you can take ten. As you're looking in here, you would see that hanging into the hole from the height would look like bones. Would I see him doing this? Yeah. I'll, I'll walk over. Felix, I have something that may help you. As I hear him walk over, I just sigh. You hear the lumbering, like, arm. <laughs> yeah. And you're looking at, so again, they would look, so because you're looking on, like, thank you, at them. No, thank this helps. No, really, visually. <laughs> yeah, Can you you're looking me? at them. So about 18 inches recessed, yes. like, maybe a little bit closer to okay. two feet. They would look like they are spaced, not in a straight line. I hate that I can't draw. <laughs> uh, I would I would hand you a miner's pick. A miner's pick? Correct. Yeah, like for a child. Oh my god. So I have a, I have a, I have a drift globe in one hand and a mirror in the other. Yes. And you I would, shove it into my hand. No, I would walk up and hold <laughs> out a pickaxe to you. 
or a miner's pick. I don't know if there's really a difference in those two things. But. I hope. I'll just, as you do it, I'll just gesture for you to, like, set it down right. next to me. I can do forced perspective, but, like, the front bones So that's what I was going to ask. Does it look like it's lo- from an avian creature of some kind? Possibly wings. It could also look like a rib cage. It could look like a hand. Like they Could are a hand cur- reaching back for the hand that you should put in the hole? Like, they are curved, long, <laughs> the Those do look like bones. fingers. Handshake. I would say for you, <laughs> because you just saw... Him take Corin's finger bones. They don't look like they have knuckles. Okay. These would look so s- so solid, like a singular bone. So either rib cage or <laughs> wings. Could be wings. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But like they're fitting in this size of a thing. So, so they're small. Yeah, they're not fucking huge. Is there a bigger hole? Is there a bigger? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Before you, a miner's pick is different from a pickaxe, right? A miner's pick is literally just yeah, a, pick. It's a handheld thing. Yeah. I imagine that it wouldn't like the head of it wouldn't be much bigger than the hole, yeah. or if it is bigger than the hole at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. Would it be smaller than the smaller hole? Smaller than the hole. Hole's about yay. Well, you could pull them out with the pick. I'll just look at you. Would you like me to pull them out with the Step pick? Step back. <laughs> yep. And I'll nod. Don't do his mind as he steps back after having a conversation with Nazgrim. I'll say, "You're not gonna let him put his hand in there, are you?" I'll just. I'll, you see me turn towards you, and I. You shouldn't do that to him. I miners pick out a bone. So would you? Because these are not like at the front of the mouth. These would be roughly like six to eight inches in. Would you reach in to angle the miners pick to pull, or would you try to chisel? The, the stone above to separate to go back above where these are? Or would you go below them to be able to get your hand in more? So they're too far away for the pig to reach? Correct. Okay. Without, like, reaching in. Yeah, 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 without, like, sticking my arm in the hole. Yeah. Which, I, to be fair, you I was that. not told not to do it. Yeah, I haven't told you that either. <laughs> as, far, as far as you know, there's no reason to not stick your hand in the hole. Just to be clear, I gave that decision to him. There's just, there's just a We're hole. We're both making there's the bones. decision right now. He looked at some bones. You went over and went, what are you doing? He pointed. You went, I have a miner's pick. And he stepped back. I reach my arm and No, nope, if he goes to reach his arm and I will stop him. I'll grab his wrist. Yes. So, like, Nesgrim reaches forward. You grab onto his wrist just before he's... You know, <laughs> just before he fucking gets his hand in the hole. So, he puts his hand on you. I wouldn't. Can you make your, like, floating ghost hand do it? You feel a gentle slap. (laughs) A caress. Why did I feel a breeze? (laughs) I I don't want to disturb them. Why not? Just look around. Kind of like how it's not... So you, you described it as kind of like almost like boulders that just piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Just the worst case scenario is running through my mind. Oh yeah, no, cave-ins would be a, a very sincere threat in an area like this. I'll just like look at you genuinely. Rock avalanche? I don't, I don't know. I don't think one bone is that important. Then I'll remove my hand from his wrist and I am absolved of any <laughs> sin that occurs here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Am I good to reach in and grab it? <laughs> Why'd you stop me? 
caving. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm not aware not at all aware. Of this. I'm not aware that this is happening. I'm fucking eating soup with the kids. Yeah, right. I'm grieving. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I am I good to like reach him to grab one? It's it's not it's not a big deal. I just looking. You don't need to grab anything. Well, Ethier may like to investigate. The then one. Ethier can investigate. Hey Ethier. <laughs> 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 What's up? Hey, Ethier, can like you come look at this bone in the hole? What? Can you... Come... <laughs> 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 can you come... No. He said birds are real. He said it's the greatest joke I've ever laid. Because they're wings. They're bird wings. They're you can find fossils to demonstrate that birds are real. It's just a bird. It's There's nothing It's definitely a whelp wing, and I'm committing to that. Is it a parakeet? In the north? I'll, I'll walk over. It's more here I saw Felix like poking around in this hole, so I came over to see what was going on. Okay, <laughs> can't, can't resist seeing another man poking around in the hole. And, uh, yes, it looked like he was really focused on something, so I came over and there's some bones in that hole. I'm still standing here with the mirror and the drift globe. There's bones in the mirror. <laughs> I, I, I will take a look. Thank you, uh, Nesgrim. I appreciate you pointing Old that out. Thank mind, I'll say. <laughs> Brand says not to put your hand in the wall. Copy that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Or statues, also for some reason. Noted. I'll walk over and peep in this hole. <laughs> <laughs> Bird bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I believe they are uh, avian bones. I s- snap my fingers. Why are birds underground? Perhaps some had died when what was above collapsed down. These rocks are had to have collapsed from somewhere, and we know that pieces of the city fell down. There could have been a bird sitting on a wall, crushed, and... How long are these bones? How long are the bones? Because I'm not looking in the hole. So they're not as big as I was imagining. <laughs> the hole's big big. big. I mean, yeah, they the never hole, are. The but... hole's <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, they're coming down like that. No, oh, yeah, so they're tiny. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was picturing, like, a bone. <laughs> yeah, so was I. I was actually what thinking was it about you were figuring? Yeah. A bone. Like the size of a But again, like to me, it's because I can't do forced perspective. Sure. I'm trying to draw bigger yeah. so this way I can definitively show they go in a curved line backwards and the like, further back they go. Like they're, are they like lying on like the bottom surface of this hole? No, they're poking out they through the top. Through. Yeah. At this point, since we've got the bone expert involved, I'll turn back to Yalumlo and into his mind I'll say, did he see anything else concerning? No, he only mentioned the bones. Also, he uh, made it a point to remind me that Grimdar was alive. Look around for Grimdar. Make a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> With disadvantage? His arm in the hole. <laughs> going to be tied up. <laughs> so there was this thing I wanted to do before we went sticking things in the holes. Yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, how, how wide <laughs> is the a, opening that's a D12. of this? I know you said it was 300 high. What was the height? Or width, rather. <laughs> of the cavern that we're in? Right roughly up. like 100 to 120 in height. How about, oh, I'm sorry, the width of the opening? Of the hole? 
No, 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 no. Of the opening to the cabin the that we're in. That we were in, like 15 feet. Okay, cool. I would like to set up the trip trap with some mess kit stuff. Sure. I, I would have wanted to do that before, yeah, before I. Before that, yeah, no, that's easy to retroactively put in. Yeah. Took a couple minutes, set up a trip Thanks. trap. Nine. Nine. Uh, yeah, you fan around and like quickly look, and again, kids are, you know, in a. Uh, like a crescent moon facing towards the wall, uh, you would see the cauldron <laughs> of beef stew in the center <laughs> oh, of no. the semicircle. <laughs> and like a glimpse on the other side of the cauldron, you would see just barely poking out over the top a little crown of a, a, just, a hat. Just to be clear, he's soaked in <clears throat> beef stew. Is that... No, it just looks like he's on the other side of the cauldron from just where you are. It. You just see like a hat. I, but like the hat would be just above the level of the height of the cauldron. Yeah, I'm going to approach the cauldron. Cool, very good. As you get over there, you would see in the ground is a stick. The hat is on the <laughs> stick. And there's a little sign that says Grimdar. <laughs> I'm going to... How hot is the stew? Uh, I mean, pretty damn warm. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm going to... Hold on. Give me a second here. I've got a tool for this. I hold out the miner's pick. Is it a ladle? No. Nope. There's a more fun way to do this. Give me one second. I gotta find it. God damn it. Where is it? This is you guys find out that my bonded weapon is actually Rirda's big spoon. And I just summoned it out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm gonna freeze the I'm gonna freeze the water. Uh, what is the for, for? Are you doing shape water? Yes, shape water. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you would be able to freeze a fair amount of the the cauldron. It's a big ass fucking cauldron. I don't know what the size is for shape water. I feel like it's maybe a five cube. foot cube. Five foot cube. Okay, so then yeah, no, you freeze and solidify the stew. Nobody knows that you've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, nobody's, cu- nobody's currently getting it. I'll just kind of tap on the ice. Yeah, I mean, it's very chilly against your fingers. Nothing happens. You hear a little bit of a reverberation. <laughs> look back at Bran. Yeah. And actually, I'll look. I'm sorry. I'll look at Yalumo, and into his mind, I'll be like, Grimdar's missing. <laughs> look around for Grimdar. <laughs> 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 Why did you do that? Like, yeah. When, when you're done, <laughs> write it down. I don't know if you're you're in the same boat as me. Is he playing with bones? <laughs> 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 eleven. An eleven. Uh, yeah, I will tell you. You're slightly distracted in the midst of everything that is going on. Like there's some wild shit happening with Nesgrim and some bird bones. Like look over Felix's insinuating that like you know clearly stating that holy shit like grimdar's not here you would see the same height of the pirate hat like give yourself a little bit of an angle around the cauldron and see that like it's just a big stick in the ground that has grimdar's hat on it no grimdar turn to bran mm-hmm. any idea where grimdar is right now and you just look at the cauldron and point at that grimdar that's a stick a what a stick with a hat on it 
Maybe we would all settle <laughs> 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 Oh, shit. Grimdark's gone. <laughs> Any idea where you saw him last? Over there. <laughs> you pointed that. I thought he was getting stew. He said it needed something, though. What did he say he needed? Oh, that the stew wasn't good enough? It didn't taste like home. Spices. <laughs> spices. <laughs> Some sort of spices. Probably. I don't know what the fuck dwarves eat. Any idea where he might have found something like that? Anybody in here have spices? Gonna One do. person has spices. Turn to an eat. <laughs> I believe I still have spices as well. Mm-hmm. I have cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That's a spice. Yeah, you would look at your friends. You don't see like Grimdar like awkwardly pickpocketing anybody. Yeah, that's a <laughs> nope. Do any of us have a low enough perception that Grimdar could pickpocket us? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brain, I understand. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to be on high alert. But... Yep. Uh, I'm going to change the opacity of the stew and the, the water bits of it. I can at You're least... to clarify the stew, you <laughs> monster. It's just changing the color. It does not actually affecting it. I know, but it's weird. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to make it look... <laughs> it's cold, clear That's stew. Right? <laughs> That's frozen. That's it's, it's frozen, clear stew. I'd yeah. like to look in the <laughs> cauldron to make sure he's not in it. Nope, not in the cauldron. Well, I'm gonna unfreeze and I'm gonna change it back. I don't think I can heat it. Uh, I can remove the freeze. Yeah, you can remove the freeze, but I mean, there's a fire underneath it, so like it'll rewarm over time. Yeah. You see the oh well. Would I have now seen that there's some sort of commotion going on? It's not really a commotion. Suspended. I kicked the stick over. Now there's a commotion. You would hear a stick fall. Sure. Like you would see a little hat fall. I would walk over. Where is Grimdar? Bran thought he was that stick. They look the same. <laughs> I get the same amount of conversation from the stick as I do <laughs> That's fair. Do you know where he went, Bran? Said he needed something for the stew. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go through my bag and pull out the little container of spices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it like I'm summoning a cat. Yeah, boy! <laughs> it's a powder. Yeah, it shakes ever so slightly, but yeah. no no Grimdar emerges from somewhere around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to light, uh, cast light on one of she my heard. torches. and sure. My light goes you out. Yep. I did not actually oh. go get her. Cast light on your ball again. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should probably look for Grimdar. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll look at Bran. I'll, I'll start to approach him. What's Grimdar's favorite thing? What what would he like more than spices? I cast in in food. Anything. Oh, dude, dude loves rocks. Favorite cast, thing. I'll look around for some rocks. Yeah, there's rocks all about. Is there a trail of rocks? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I cast light on your torch. I would say that there is not a trail of rocks, but there's suspiciously a trail in which there's not rocks. <laughs> so it looks like there was, and then it just... Yeah, a cleared path oh, extending. With, with, like, depressions? Yep, with little footprints. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow that. Yeah. I'll just gesture to everybody, and then... Yep, yeah. Roughly 45 feet away, uh, there is 
<laughs> a large stalagmite up from the ground. He is in between it with his back pressed against the rounder portion of the base of the stalagmite, his feet against the wall, and he is reaching two hands in to a crack in Pulling <laughs> <laughs> at something. I'll, I'll see that and then immediately oh. look at Bran and point. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm going to point and look at Bran like, Hey, found Grimdark. He's over there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... Yeah. Brad is yelling. <laughs> Grimdor's over there. Go get him. What do you mean? He's fine. He's rowing. <laughs> how, how big is Brand? Just under four foot. <laughs> okay. Starts to feel a little bit of shoving on his back with no one there. Fine. Gets up. Starts walking over. I'll uh, um, I'll accompany, accompany him. him. Yeah. Yes. Nope. Yeah, I'm not gonna let him run off. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I would also yeah. go with in case there are more bones in this wall. Yeah, no, you go over and you know you see him from the side at first and like his hands aren't really getting out of the hole of the wall. <laughs> of course they're not. Like when I'm doing that reach, he's getting like both his small dwarven hands in up to like elbow distance, and then when he's pulling out, it only comes out to like mid forearm. But it's like, oh. Oh, and then Bran comes over. Grimdar, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> and just looks over his shoulder, like, at the back end of a tug. Oh, hey, Bran. <laughs> Bran's like, dude, literally, what are you doing? Why are you reaching into the wall? Rocks in there. You, you have rocks at home. You like those rocks. If we don't get him those rocks, he'll never shut up about it. Oh. Oh. We, we, we can help you, Grimdar. Hello. Hi. Uh, why don't you take your hands out of the hole so we can... I can't. No? I got a rock. I can't let go of the rock. I'm sorry? It's a rock. How big's the hole? This one is a little bit bigger so than the last one. So, can I, like, kind of... Yeah, are his hands like, obscuring, or...? His hands are slightly obscuring it, so are, like, his arms... But I mean, if you lean yeah. an angle, you could see. Pull, see. pull. So. Oh! And then. as he does and like <laughs> lurches back, you see like a little bit of like dust and dirt and soot falling in this crack in the wall. As he pulls, you can see that he is pulling on something that looks, uh, to be very blunt, like a long white bone, a sharp, horizontal shaped. <laughs> drastically thicker than the, the little right, bird right. bones like yay wide <laughs> so like holes like this he's struggling to get it out because it's most of the circumference of the hole and he's got two hands on it and you can see that like his hands are slightly sliding down it and like has to like reach back up more it, into his mind I'll try and say quickly as I see that Grimdar let go it's, oh. it's not a rock it's an anti-rock Oh. <laughs> he releases and, and pulls back. You said he's on a, the like round part of a stalagmite. Yeah, I'm just gonna push him like away yeah, he from would the hole horizontally yeah, just... and just <laughs> crash down adjacent to it. What's an anti rock? What? 
<laughs> I'm going to ignore the question and just obscure the hole. The man in my head said it's anti-rock. <laughs> I'm going to stand in front of it. Who's there? I'll look over at Felix. <laughs> yeah, he would rush over towards the hole as you're starting to, like, fill it. because he I'm not filling it. it. I'm blocking oh. it with my body. Oh, 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 sure. Yeah, he would rush up. I have to see it. Rock. It's, it's not a rock. What? What is it, then? Something that eats rocks? Things eat rocks? It's a dwarf! <laughs> Get out of the way! He tries to push you aside. <laughs> like, I'm gonna make a strength <laughs> check no, against no, no, no. you. <laughs> Grimdar, no. <laughs> Fucking fuck, let me rest! <laughs> yes! Come on, man! I'm a 15 on the die. I'm a clean, dirty 20. Mm, a clean, dirty 20? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh... Is, is this a strength saving throw or a check? Check. Yeah. So, uh, that's a 12. Yeah. He's surprisingly stout and strong despite being a boy. And just, whoosh. And like, oh my god, like two hands like in your hips when you're not expecting it, just whoosh. Slides you ever so slightly to the side, like only, you know, a foot and a half, two feet away when he shoves you. And then immediately reaches back into the hole. I have to save my friend. Grimdar, <laughs> it's a bone. You said it eats bones. It's a dwarf. It's a bone. I'm just going to look at any of the strong characters present. It's a dwarf bone. That watched a child just like oh, uh, send me flying. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, uh, uh, not Ether. Your name's Grimdar. Grimdar, I can pull that out for you. Pull my shoulders. I'll just grab it and pull it. I'll pull your shoulders. Sure. Yep, you can pull my shoulders. Okay. I need you to let go of the bone. Hey, let's go of the bone. Steps aside. I'm going to shake my head no at you. and I walk over and pick up Grimdar. <laughs> oh. I just lift him up and walk away with him. Where are we going? Back to camp. About the bone. I'll, we've got plenty of bones at camp. Not dwarf bones. Yeah, sure we do. You have dwarf bones? Yep. <laughs> okay. You have to show me all the dwarf bones. I'll show you so many dwarf bones. Okay. <laughs> I, I would walk over to the hole. Yeah. I would look at what this bone is that he was trying to get but yeah. could not get out of this hole. Yeah. Again, I bones. can't really do forced perspective, but, yeah. you know, big, big circle. Like yeah. Yay big. It would look like it is a point coming at you. So you would be able to see from the side that it's, you know, conical shaped. Looks like it comes to a very sharp concluding point. As you look at the side, it has an ever so minor curvature down, probably shaped like a fang, comparable to what you had seen in the other cave. Sure. Out from the ground. But stuck in the ground. This one's stuck in yeah. the ground coming out. Through. So really would not be easy to get out. <laughs> probably not that not. I'm going to take it out, but yeah, just no, probably it's not. in the rock, which is why he could not get it out. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, probably a big fucking tooth. Cool. It looks like a large tooth of some kind. Similar to what we saw in the other room, but uh, smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would look like an off-white. It doesn't look, you know, obviously it's not like pristine or polished. You would see that it's got like some staining against it, but yeah, big fucking tooth. Do we have any use for it? I do not think so. It is fairly wedged in the ground. Would I have ever seen anything like this before, other than the one in the other room, or have any idea what this might have belonged to? 
Based upon the size, I mean, you would assume it's bigger than, you know, a bear. Sure. Like, like much bigger than a bear. Much bigger than a bear. Yeah. So, I mean, beyond that, you wouldn't really have much of a, an inclination as to what this could possibly be. Sure. Like, that. Yeah. Possibly a giant bird or something. We saw bird bones in the other area. This is some sort of fang. A bird fang? Could be. Mm. Uh, uh. Well, if we don't have a use for it, I think it's best to return to camp. Yes, I think we should leave it alone. I'm... I am not sure that we could get it out anyway. As I feel him slink away, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab his little cloak. Because I know he's trying to run. Mm-hmm. Bram. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Actually, he's like four feet. I can't pick him up. <laughs> I got a job for you, buddy. I need you to Just... climb in that hole. <laughs> Are you here or no? No, I'm back eating soup. God, Fuck it. y'all. Wait, <laughs> you need to Hold on to him. Oh, hey. Back to camp. Yeah. He starts walking slowly. I'm going to hold his cloak like a, like a leash. leash. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no. Starts walking through. It's a weird bone. Strange. Mm-hmm. You don't want it? Can I have it? Sure, a lot of people would trade for that bone, though. Where would you keep it? Oh, in the wagon. Or make Grimdark carry it. He's strong. <laughs> Probably bigger than him. That'd be fine. You can manage. Strong. It looked like it was wedged in the rock. Yeah. C- could, co- could cause yes. a cave-in. Could. That'd be bad. Yes. I don't want to get caved in. No. Thank you for helping us find Grimdar. Oh, yeah, no problem. You need me to keep an eye on him? Yes. Always. Uh, it costs money to watch over him, though. A, a, be- a better eye? A better eye. I believe you already compensated. Oh! I mean, not by him. <laughs> You're the guy with bones. I do have bones, yes. Can I have some bones? Yes. Uh, what kind of bone? Dwarf bones. Didn't really give him something. Uh, okay. That's why I can trade with Grimdark. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in my, my bone bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll pull out, like, the the curved part of the arm. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that, whatever the fuck that bone is called. Radius. The radius. I'll give him a, a dwarven <laughs> radius. <laughs> Polishes it, looks at it, bites it. Got good marrow. This is dwarven. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Where did he put that? Pocket. So how many yeah, of your characters? How many of your characters have been vampire? None <laughs> of them. You think he's a vampire? <laughs> you over here eating bone marrow. What? It's full of college. People yeah, eat bone marrow all the time. Not from people. Sure. I mean, different people. Mm-hmm. That's just well, Yeah, you it's can't eat your, eat your own bone marrow. Right, he's a half-elf. He's yeah. not a dwarf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Bren. Yeah, no problem. He walks back over to camp and he has a seat and, you know, goes over, takes a bowl of stew, sits down, looks at Grimdar. Hey, Grimdar. <laughs> Grimdar just lumbers over. Oh, I'd still be holding him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
I need Grimdar. I gotta watch him. I'm watching him for now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Free bones. You can take over. <laughs> Free nope. bones. Nope. You got him. He's your responsibility. That's what you said. Everybody heard. He said it's his responsibility now. For now. Nope. You can take over Never. tomorrow. You said forever. <laughs> or I'll leave you behind. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> okay. I'll hide in the wagon. You'll never find me. I'll hide in your bag. In your bag. <laughs> I, I watch him when we rest. And when we are out making sure you don't die, you uh-huh. watch him. And I'll give you five gold. You're going to watch him while you sleep? Not while I sleep. <laughs> you said while we rest. While we camp. Oh, while we camp. Correct. Okay. And then uh, when we... So you watch him while we camp. And when we walk ahead of you... Okay. To make sure that you don't die... Sure. So when you you're watch the, him. When you're in the vanguard, I don't watch him. No, you watch him. I watch him, him when you're in the vanguard. <laughs> Correct. Okay. And you give me five gold now. If he's there, when you get back. <laughs> From? Being on the vanguard. So you're going to watch him until you go to the vanguard and come back. And then I watch him. While I'm on Vanguard duty, okay. you watch him. And while we are camping, okay. I watch him. Okay. And every time I come back from being on the Vanguard, yeah. and he is still here, you, give me five gold. you get to live, and okay. I give you five gold. Right. I'm going to look at deal. the tiefling that was clearly experienced with troubled children that you yeah. said was watching Bran, yep. and I'm just going to gesture at her. Is this Nivara? Uh, no, this is Kalari. Okay. She looks over at him. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking to chuckle. Yeah, she's like, I don't. He's got to practice on somebody. And... Brand, do yeah. we understand each other? Absolutely. <laughs> Repeat to me what you're doing. I'm going to watch Grimdar when you're in the Vanguard. When you come back from the Vanguard, you give me five gold. When you're not in the Vanguard, you watch him. If I give you five gold. If mm-hmm. Grimdar is still with you. Oh, yeah, 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 that thing. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure he's, like, alive if and shit. Grimdar is not with you. Okay. You do not get five gold. Cool. All right. Does he need to be alive, then? Yes. Okay, so with me and, <laughs> and alive. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can do that. Shake. <laughs> do you no. have any reason not to shake that kid's hand? Yay, stole from me before! <laughs> How, how, how do we have a deal if we don't shake? Well, <laughs> that's not a deal, though. It's, Fine. It's like Bumps a rock solid deal. Bumps your fist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a lot of pressure. Like he doesn't seem like he's happy to like do this, but he's fine. Yeah. Just a strength check. He's clear. <laughs> A strength check, 14. Yeah. So, like... Ow. Nice. Okay. We have an understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. I'm gonna fuck off. <laughs> walking away. Thank God he's got him. He's like seven. Yep. And I'm just gonna toss Grimdar over my shoulder yep. and let him lay there sleeping. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I would just gesture to Kalari. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to Ryan. just... Fuck. <laughs> Looks over. Yeah, okay, and he starts walking back over in her direction, and he just sits down next to her, and she leans and whispers something in his ear, and then points at Nesgrim, and you just hear him, you hear Bran just, like, audibly slightly chuckle, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gives him a little thumbs up, and then fist bumps him. 
He just looks over in your direction and waves. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Oh. He's not gonna do this all night, is he? Oh. He does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Charms himself. Oh. Oh. Lars, <laughs> like leaning on Rand, like laughing. Nedrum can't shake his head no because you do the same thing. It's just usually. Whitley. Spider Whitley. Rand's just like, oh, I'm gonna finally get some fucking sleep. Yeah, that's a fair trade. I keep Grimdar on my shoulder until it's time to go to bed. Mm hmm. Anybody else want to do anything before we settle in for the evening? I'm going to go look for a spare bedroll in the wagon because yeah. I don't have one. Yeah, no, there's like a dozen or so extra bedrolls and stuff. You know, uh, Christian is over there standing next to it, leaning. He's definitely, you know, uh, smoking like a little pipe and just looks, just gestures at something in the wagon. Take what you need. Thank you. I'll take a bedroll. I just gotta make sure the fucking kid doesn't steal shit. He's the worst. <laughs> I, I gotta ask which one and then I start yep. to laugh. Yep. <laughs> he tried. How many times? Today? That you've seen. Oh. Uh, uh, four. T today? Yeah. He's getting better. <laughs> it's just getting shit. Oh no. Ah shit. <laughs> he just looks over. Oh well, we don't need it anyway. You can have it. What? Oh, there was like a. One of the wheels. One of the wheels. Oh, we need to move. I got one of those. <laughs> it's, it's just a pile of shit. There's no cart. He stole the cart. <laughs> no, he like gestures down, and again, like there's. It's predominantly like supplies and clothing and whatnot. And he points down. And he's like, uh, I think he took uh, a grappling hook. We're missing one, and we haven't used one. <laughs> I don't know what he did with it. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure that'll come up later. Yeah, we got like four. <laughs> I'll kind of like look over in that direction and count four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, keep an eye out. Yeah. That'll be fine. I'm sure we won't need specifically five grappling hooks for anything in the <laughs> okay, um, I'll, I'll begin to walk away, and as I do, <laughs> I'm gonna peer underneath the cart, mm -hmm. see if there's anything like stored under there. Oh, there's a grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> just nod, walk back to camp. 100% in the dirt too. There's just a little smiley face, like pressed in with fingers. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anything before we tuck in for the evening? Victoria's gonna sit and eat 
sad clear soup with worst. Mm-hmm. I no, I fixed it. Mm-hmm. It's you probably it, did like you put it back the yeah. way it was, or did it stay clear? Yeah. No, I, I unfroze it and made it normal again. Yeah. Is it, it warm it'll, again? It'll go back oh, to being like a, a brown broth. It's been like 15, 20 minutes. It's warm. It's not hot anymore, but it's warm now. The only other thing I'd like to do is tie Grindar to me. <laughs> I was I was really hoping you were going How to do that. Do that? Uh, so I used 15 feet of rope mm-hmm. from I have 100. Are you holding him like the babies. <laughs> no, I would tie it around his waist. Okay, tight enough and secure enough that he's not going to be able to untie it. I sure, I can't breathe. And then I'm tying it to my waist. Sure. So if he and again secure. Like a, um... So you guys have like 10, 15 feet of slack. So that way he's not. I'm not spooning him. He yeah. can like be away. And... I so badly want you to walk around. Like mini me in the bureau. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> I don't. I don't know that Nazgrim would know how to tie one. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. But I'm tying him to my waist, so if he gets up in the middle of the night and tries to saunter off, he tugs at me. Mm-hmm. And then I can just grab the rope and yank him back where he belongs. Oh, you're assuming you can outstrength him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. <laughs> He's a child. He's a strong boy. <laughs> what a child. He's a big strong boy. Big strong boy. Uh, anybody else? Anything before we talk in? Um, I would have taken out the finger bones that I took from Corin, mm-hmm. and I would be using my like. I mean, I have like a little like uh, mechanical like bone drill thing. Yeah, just a, a thing yes. to you know. Yeah. Um, I would dribble. be. Yeah. I would be drilling out and hollowing out the center of these finger bones to make a pan flute. Oh, okay. Out of them. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? That's when, really small, like that's my hand. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. When uh picking a spot by the the fire mm-hmm. eating my soup, I would have sat down next to the boy that I gave my uh my quarter staff to. I believe it was the Goliath tile also. Yeah, skiing. Yeah. I just sat down next to him and just sort of like gave him a nod. What just happened? Okay. Other than a part of the soul DJ escaping? hit his funny bone and his soul escaped him. Oh, shit. It was funny. It's humorous how that's not funny. <laughs> Can we clip that? Damn. Yeah, good. Yeah, you go over to the Goliath boy. So I would have like sat down and grabbed a bowl of soup. Actually, I think you gave it to the Earth Ganassi kid because the because the Goliath kid already has a weapon. You did because he's young. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. So the Earth Ganassi. Yeah, I think that was his name starts with a V. Yeah, Vel. Vel, that's it. Yeah, he's just sitting there eating some some soup. He's definitely got a rock in his hand and he's crushing it like he's crushing salt. But it definitely looks like it's not just a regular rock. It looks like he probably does have a hunk of, like, salt crystal. And he is breaking fresh salt. <laughs> yeah, I just sat down next to him with my bowl of soup, looked at him. Looked at the stick. You didn't have to use it yet, right? No, we've been okay. I trust you know how to use it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you do, you know. You with two hands and... Max stuff. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. You get good with that, maybe I'll give you an axe. Okay, thank you. It's very nice. Remember, don't stop training. Uh huh. And he would hold the salt crystal out over your stew. Salt? He just crushes a little bit and you get some, you know, reasonably sized chunks of salt. 
know, but they again flaky hit. salt. Yeah, yeah, flaky salt, but like it starts to you know disperse as it hits the warm liquid. Thank you. How much salt does he have? I mean, it would look like a crystal, like yay big. So I mean, reasonably sized in a palm. I only asked because Thario was specifically licking rocks to see if they were salt. Yep. <laughs> I think she has a potassium deficiency. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole bag of salt? Please. <laughs> For magic, yeah. it's, it's magic like, salt. She might have interest in that. Mm-hmm. So she's crying. <laughs> Same, but like, <laughs> isn't she? Isn't yeah. she technically sister salty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty much>. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not even here to defend us. Mm-hmm. It sits with you and with this stew, and like I said, I don't know if there's anything else anybody would like to do before we tuck in for the evening. Um. Just at the end, like right before bed, I imagine I would have yeah. figured, figured like uh, I would have finished one. <laughs> 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 you fucking what, man? He said he just gotta finger the finish bones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you have... hear? <laughs> I heard I'm gonna finger. <laughs> Pretty I, sure that's what he said. I would have finished a couple of these bones. Yep, um, the bones? Finger bones. <laughs> and I would just kind of say to myself Corin healed a lot of people with these hands. He worked literal magic. And there is magic in song and I think the world should hear his healing. And I would just blow through and, and yeah. test one yeah. of the bones. A reasonable sounding like whistle. Like. Yep. And then I would put them away and go to bed. Anybody else? Anything before rest? I'll offer to take the uh, first watch. Sure. Yeah. I would say that uh, because Chell had asked me for something during the portion of the the rest that you would take a first watch mm-hmm. everybody else would settle in whether you need to sleep or not you would be obviously just like relaxed and meditating you would position yourself uh, a little bit maybe like 15 20 feet ahead of this semicircle for where people are sat so this way you can see more of the cavern as it's reaching out ahead of you um, you would see as you sit down roughly like 10-15 minutes into your watch nothing strange would be happening in the cavern, it would be very quiet obviously it's been dark the entire time down here, Um, we would have extinguished the flame beneath the cauldron so there would be no ambient light uh, unless anybody had like little, you know, for you the last thing I would want to do is attune to the drift globe, sure, absolutely we can do that Um, so you know, no real light cast. If there was, it would be like, maybe Felix has the drift globe with light on it and under, like, a cloak to nod. Yeah, he's Harry Potter lumosing underneath the blankets. Um, but roughly 10, 15 minutes or so into your watch, nothing strange has happened. You hear the sounds of the snoring children and your friends behind you, most predominantly echoing out as, oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And the Wembley. 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 Spider Wembley. Wembley. Wembley hear me. You know, maybe like 30 minutes or so after the dulcet sounds of everybody snoring and sleeping and settling in. Um, 
you would hear very faintly uh, towards the edge of the camp and would look over and you would see uh, resting with her back against the cavern wall would be Sabrina sitting alone and walking towards her is Thalriel. And we're going down there. Yeah, buddy. Is she walking over like... <laughs> on the like sideways on the wall above her. Oh my god! There can be only one. Does she accidentally place her hands in any of the crevices in the wall? She's <laughs> just walking over Dracula style. <laughs> well, that was quite an episode. Very emotional. Friends, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. Uh, we appreciate you very much. Um, we will be back on Friday at 6 p.m. Probably. Uh, who knows? We'll get there Hopefully, eventually. we'll get there eventually. Ooh. But it'll be at 6 o'clock. Um, so we will see you then, and then we will see you next Monday for the city of Oshwamp once again. Thank you, friends. Good night. Good night. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Birds aren't real. <laughs>